Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, hello, loves. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. And today we have a special opening part of the program. A very special opening part of the program because you have a chance to meet my new boss, and she is Lisa Polizzi. And if you have questions about the radio station, what we do, why we do what we do, and any additional issues that uh, you would like to bring to our attention, this is the time to call. And I'm going to tell you right now that whenever we do Ask the Boss, and this time it happens to be Lisa Polizzi, um, the lines get really crowded really fast on a typical day. So the uh, phone number, see, Lisa doesn't believe me, but I've done this enough that I know. 803-0930 is the phone number. 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. And without further hesitation, uh, let us bring aboard our brand manager, my new boss, Lisa Polizzi. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us in studio. Hi, Tom. Thanks for having me on. Um, you started at the radio station during a time of great tumult and upheaval, in particular with the weather. Do you want to talk about what it was like to be consecrated by fire? I mean, I, I've been in news for 20-something years, so I'm used to it. So I think it might have been the second week I started. And we knew there was an impending storm, at least one, possibly one, and then followed by right away another one. And I really didn't even know people's names at that point. So rather than go home and manage from home, I felt it was best to be at the station and stay at the station for the duration of the storm, which I did. And I ended up sleeping. I ended up sleeping here in my office. I brought my dog who was, she was great. Um, and you know, it was, it was best for me. I felt because I was such a brand new employee. It was best for me to be here and manage this way. And, and I think, you know, our coverage reflects all of that by just being in the building and being on the air for a long time. When we were covering the never-ending oscillation storm, um, did anything surprise you about how we do things at News Radio 930 WBEN? No, I, I, um, what I enjoyed about it or what I felt like, you know, what radio gives that unique opportunity for the immediacy to be on the air for a long time, you know, I think, um, I think actually one thing that did semi-surprise me, people are so willing to come in and help 
to be on the air, to fill in, to stay on the air longer. Um, our employees are dedicated. They, um, you know, they'd reach out to me and say, I can do this, I can do that, I can help in this way. And that, that was really, really great to see. Um, so far, what has been as the brand manager, as the person, as Oz behind the curtain, what has been your biggest surprise? Um, that's good. So I'm still, I'm a news person, been doing news for a long time. I'm still learning the talk side of things. I'm a, I'm new to that. And so, um, you know, I, it surprises me what gets a reaction out of people. I know you said that the ask the boss segment is very popular, so I, we'll see. Um, but you know, some things that people react to, I think, you know, some, some things surprise me. Now, I, I know that this is going to come up, so I might as well just put it out there. Um, one of the things that people will email me and text me about, uh, and I'm talking about friends of mine, is the whole George Soros situation. Um, are we suddenly going to become an all-left-wing radio station? Absolutely not. So we don't anticipate any programming changes as a result. Um, our news coverage remains top in class in Buffalo and down the line. Our talk shows represent so much more than just politics. So as of right now, I do not anticipate any changes. As of right now, when you qualify it like that, people are saying, hmm, uh, is there a reason why you phrase it that way? No, I just think, you know, this is I can only talk about what I know right now. And there at this point, no, no changes on the horizon. I mean, the way I try to explain it to people is um, our previous CEO was not exactly a member of the John Birch Society, and yet we were never told what we could or could not say vis-a-vis politics. And at the end of the day, people who invest in radio stations are business people, and they want to show a profit. So as long as you are showing a profit and as long as you are financially successful, well, that's why you're in business. So why would you mess with a good thing? Absolutely. It's business as usual. We make money. We're going to continue to do so. Uh, the phone number uh, for Ask the Boss, uh, Lisa Polizzi is with us in studio. 803-0930 is the phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. Um, we're going to get into who Lisa's favorite talk show host on the radio station is as we move along today, I'm sure. But uh, let's go to um, Eric in uh, Wilson, New York, 803-0930. And this is... Uh, this is the best time to call because what happens is we always have to send people away toward the end of the show, and I hate sending people away toward the end of the show. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, any complaints you have, any concerns you have, any compliments you have, God forbid, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Eric of Wilson, New York, you are on with Lisa Polizzi. Go right ahead. Uh, good afternoon, Tom and Lisa. Um, one of the, the things that I've uh, been wondering about, with, with the passing of uh, Rush Limbaugh, um, I, I feel like WBEN has gone to a very, very heavy local content um, format. And, um, you know, WBEN was always kind of like my source of, like, what's going on in the world. I do feel a little bit of that missing. And I was wondering, I know you've got Armstrong and Getty in the evening, but I was wondering if you were going to perhaps consider bringing in uh, any other national-related shows that will talk about issues that uh, sometimes slip through my uh, perspective. 
with the current programming? That's a that's a good question. So, between five a.m. and seven p.m., we're we're going to stay local. It's it's really what drives people here is is local, hyper local. We want to tell people what's going on in Western New York. We also do talk about what's going on nationally, um, but really the the our hosts will be local from five a.m. until. 7 p.m. There's other shows that I will evaluate since I, I've just got here. I've probably been here not even two months at this point, so I'm still evaluating our programming. Mm-hmm. Um, but as of right now, I think what drives what drives people, what moves the needle, and what you know drives up ratings is really being focused on local and local content. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks, Eric. Thanks for joining right, us. Thank you uh, very much, Eric. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Um, we are, after all, a local radio station. We are licensed to service Buffalo, New York, and the surrounding counties of western New York. That is our charge. That is why we have a radio station license. Lisa? I'm still here. Yep, absolutely. I mean, that's what that's what the ratings suggest, to stay local, to be local, to talk about what, you know, what's here in Western New York, and that's where we're going to stay, local. Um, Just out of curiosity, uh, your own personal viewpoint on this. When Rush Limbaugh died, uh, did that mark the beginning of the end of the national right-wing conservative talk radio format? You know, I I don't know. I'm still, I'm still like new to talk radio. Um, I, you know, I, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I, I kind of think uh, it it did, and one of the reasons for that, it, in my opinion, uh, is that uh, politics is so divisive and it is so split. And I always use the Buffalo News example. At some point in its history over the last twenty five years, the Buffalo News made obviously a decision to be all left-wing, all the time. Uh, Let's embrace every so-called progressive cause we have. And as a result, they automatically turned off what could have been another 50% of market share because it was perceived by many people that all it was was a left-wing rag. So people who had a different point of view stopped subscribing to the newspaper, and it seems to me as a local radio station, you don't want to just automatically turn off 50% of your potential market. Agreed. So, you know, you can make that argument a lot of news operations are left-leaning. Um, we try to be down the middle um, in, for our, in our news department, obviously, and be fair and balanced. Um, but we, And we have conservative-leaning hosts here. So, you know, we try to give a l- little bit of everything, not just politics. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. And uh, I, I think Lisa would agree that the finest bit of radio she's ever heard anywhere was the gas show. Um, that was a classic. It will never be topped. Here's Bob in, uh, I can almost see her grimacing right now. Uh, Bob in uh, Buffalo, you're on WBEN. It's Ask the Boss. Ask the person in charge with uh, Lisa Polizzi. Hello. Hello. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you'd be able to answer this just because it's been a thing for like so long, but I've noticed in the morning shows, even when it was uh, Sandy Beach, it would always have this little thing right before they would come back saying, uh, we'll be back in 60 seconds with whomever. And I'm just wondering why that is for like the morning show and not for the afternoon show. 
you know, that's a, I'd have to look into that. I don't know. Okay. I, 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 off the top of my head, I can't um, think of what you're, what audio clip you're talking about. But I'll have to go back and, and listen, but it's something that I will uh, take a mental note of and go back and kind of take a look at that. Actually, Bob, I think I can answer that uh, for myself. I've asked Tanner and previous to that, Josh Schmidt and the other people with whom I've worked, not to play that because, to me, it was adding seconds onto the break that didn't have to be added. Like, uh, okay, we're going to take 10 seconds to tell you that it'll be another 60 seconds until we're back to content. And I always thought, hey, why do that? Why not just tell people uh, people know the clock. People know the format. So why tell people we're going to be back in sixty seconds when they know we're going to be back in sixty seconds? Did, did you right. find that yeah, helpful? I just found out of curiosity. Just interesting, and yeah, it was more of just a curious question. And I've tried to catch one of these shows just to ask it because it, you know, I notice it all the time, and I'm like, huh. In the morning, but not the afternoon. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that, honestly, a lot of that is me um, saying, yeah, let's not run that. That's, that's, that's Well, good job. Just, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just, you know, I mean, they give me a pretty wide latitude here, so that's uh, kind of something that I decided to do um, as much as we might like Big Voice Guy, as we call him here, Big Voice Guy. That's right. Uh, Bob, thank you very much for the call. Thank you. Um, I haven't. I don't know that I've heard it in a while. Uh, we'll be back in 60 seconds. Um, I, I know that Sandy Beach would play that. Um, I don't know that I've heard it on David's show, or if I have, I haven't heard it to the point where I've actually noticed it. Uh, but it, it, why why take 10 seconds of programming time that could be used to be rude to you? Um, 803-0930 is the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, uh uh, criticisms of News Radio 930 WBEN. The woman who is in charge of the entire circus managing the wild beasts in the cages of uh, Odyssey Buffalo is Lisa Polizzi, and she is with us in studio. And uh, <clears throat> at the risk of uh, sounding overly complimentary of one's boss, I must say that doing this for as long as I have, I've just never seen one person come into a radio station and make the kind of difference that Lisa has made at the radio station. It was especially noticeable during the never-ending lake snow oscillation storm. Um, She was here. She was in the trenches. She was lining up guests, and it made a huge difference uh, to have on-location guidance for what we ought to be doing. So um, she really has made a tremendous difference um, at the radio station that I certainly uh, have noticed. Here's Tim on a uh, cell phone on WBEN. Tim, you are on with the boss, Lisa Polizzi. Hey, Tim. Tom. How are you doing? Sir. Hey, Lisa. Um, listen, a couple of things. Uh, years and years and years ago, Tom would remember, and I'm, I'm sure you're from the area, you, would, you should too, but uh, the late John Otto did that overnight show uh, many, many years ago. I was just wondering if you had any any plans on possibly doing something like that. Um, I mean, there's a lot of talent within the organization there. Um, I used to do a, uh, a show there on the other end of the dial on Saturdays after uh, Jay Stevens. Um, but, I mean, it's something like that. I don't, I don't think we don't have anything like that um, since, since John Otto. 
Um, uh, John Otto was the midnight mayor of Buffalo, and had it not yes, been for was. John Otto leaving uh, 5.50 a.m. and going down to 15.20 a.m., I never would have had a chance to do this job. And I think when I started, it was 10 to 2, uh, but he was the midnight mayor of Buffalo. Um, any yeah, any um, uh, possibility, Lisa, that we're going to see an overnight uh, talk show host, keeping in mind that John Otto was a unique talent who spoke perfect Elizabethan? You know, I am in the process of evaluating what we've got right now, and I do feel like overnights and, and unique time slots. Okay, Tim, like i got to cut you off because there's too much noise in the background. I'll let Lisa answer the question without Tim in the background. Sorry about that, Tim. So um, unique time slots like overnights and things like that um, helps hosts grow and it helps us grow talent. So that's something I'm, I'm looking at and evaluating right now. I've, I'm pretty new, so I'm still kind of going through our programming. Um, what, yeah, one of the things is also that we should point out during the blizzard of 22, as well as the um, never ending oscillation storm, we did have a lot of overnight programming. We did not, especially in the blizzard of 22, we did not leave our local audience straggling. We had people like uh, Pasquale Maggiore coming in and doing overnights. Uh, we had Joe Beamer putting in some overnights, uh, Dick Bowerly putting in some overnights. Uh, so we, we definitely had people overnight when we were most needed. I mean, you, it was being here, the, the employees that are here, everybody's stepping up. It was, it was really great to see. It's, it's super important work that we're doing, trying to get the information out to the people that need it. And I just this last, these last couple of storms that I was involved in with the coverage, Tom, you're the best of the best. It was great to work with you, getting, you know, callers on the air, getting the information out. And Tanner is the best of the best producer. So it just really, it was nice to see everybody coming together, wanting to be part of this process of, of getting our coverage out. And um, it was, it was, that was a really good test of me walking in the door and having a story to cover and learning all about the, the staff. It was a, you know, it was eye opening, but it was a great test and they, they stepped up to the plate and it was great. And by the way, I should point out, too, having worked with Tanner now for a while, um, he wasn't just out to impress you, like, oh, it's the new boss. I'd better be at the top of my game. That is Tanner each and every day. Tanner gives 100% and probably 150% when we are in wall-to-wall storm coverage or news coverage on WBEN. Uh, it is Bowerly, and in studio we have the boss of News Radio 930 WBEN, Lisa Polizzi. Your compliments, your criticisms, your concerns, um, your bouquets of flowers, your trench of bad thoughts about the station, whatever uh, you've got on your mind for the big boss, Lisa Polizzi is here. 803-0930 is the phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. And amazingly, Tanner actually likes me too, which is kind of nice. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, we are talking about, uh, well, News Radio 930 WBEN, the station to which you are now listening with Lisa Polizzi, who is the boss. She is the big boss. Uh, Lisa, I know that one of the things for which you are gearing up and the newsroom is gearing up is the eclipse on April 8th. You want to talk about why that is of such interest to you? I do. So there's been a lot of planning, a lot of meetings um, about the eclipse, you know, there, sh- there is expected to be about a million people here to come see it because we are in the path of totality. Um, so on the eclipse day, we will be live and commercial free during the actual event, which would be 2 to 4.30. Um, the totality is actually expected to be around 3.18 to 3.22. Um, we will have reporters live all around Western New York. We'll have science experts with us throughout the day. Um, traffic is expected to be an issue throughout the day, so we'll be keeping an eye on that for everyone. Um, but, yeah, there's been a lot of planning, a lot of meetings. You know, we, we have to do a lot of sh- signal testing, things like that, and in order to prepare for this big day on the 8th of uh, April. Are you really putting me up on the roof like the Beatles? <laughs> yes, I, I can't wait actually. <laughs> so oh, one of the great. things one of the things the the Science Museum um, talked to us about Buffalo Museum of Science, um, they really are suggesting people look at the eclipse in their backyard. So we're going to have you on the roof letting us know what it looks like um, in Amherst. And, you know, we're going to break down what you're seeing as you're seeing it. So we'll have, you know, the scientists from the Museum of Science there. um, And we'll have, you know, our reporters throughout, you know, the area as well. Uh, Let's get back to the calls uh, with Lisa Polizzi, the big boss of News Radio 930 WBEN. And it's uh, Mike in Amherst. Mike, you are on. Hello. Uh, Hello. It's it's obvious that on Saturday you don't have live news that because you uh, repeat Friday's news. Have you considered hiring somebody to do live news on Saturdays? That's a great question. So I am in the process of looking into that. I'm looking into you know when we do our news when it's live, um, and I I do I'm, I'm I'm I have a news background. I feel very strongly about local news. Um, and so that's something that um, that's on my list, my to-do list. I've, I haven't been here for very long, but I'm, I'm creating a to-do list as I go, and I will take a note of this. Um, and I, okay. I'm, I'm very appreciative of hearing from people. We don't get our ratings immediately, and so I, I like to be out in the community and talk to people, and I like to hear feedback from people. So I want people mm-hmm. to let me know what they want to hear and what they're anticipating from the radio station and what they would like changed. Um, so that's really, um, I'm, I'm actually going to give my email out. It's lisa.polizzi at odyssey. It's so polizzi, P-O-L-I-Z-Z-I at odyssey.com. So please send me your feedback. Okay. okay. The other question, uh, on Sunday you repeat the same uh, national financial show that's on Saturday. 
from four to six. Uh, can't you find somebody else to be on Sundays? Like they used to have a guy named Ken, Ken Hamilton. He used to be on with Sandy Beach. And of course, then there's uh, Cassandra Butler. Uh, isn't there anybody local that you could put on on the weekends instead of all the repeats or? That's that's another thing that that I can be looking into and evaluating. I just off the top of my head, I don't have um, an answer for that right now, but it is something that I'm looking at. And just for okay. the record, I did not put up Mike to uh, recommending my first <laughs> wife uh, as a weekend host. I did not do that. She's uh, Mike, she's lovely, by the way. I really liked meeting her the other day. Yeah, she's well. Obviously, she's one of my best friends, so it's kind of cool. Uh, Mike, thank you uh, very much for an hour or two. Okay. Yeah, th- thank, thank you, you. Uh, very much. I mean, it um, amazes me. Now, one of the somebody called in earlier about some of the political, uh, the, the national political bent, but you know, we pride ourselves on live, local, the station that's here when you need it most, and uh, Hardline as our Sunday political show. Can you uh, address what we try to do with Hardline and what's coming up? Uh, sure. So Hardline was one of the things I wanted to focus on um, when I got here. Hardline with Joe Beamer. It's where the people in power come to talk. We have stakeholders from Western New York, Albany, and Washington, D.C. on live. Uh, we also speak with candidates for public office and other influential people. Um, so Hardline, we have, it's live from 10 to 12 on Sunday. And starting this Sunday, we're going to repeat Hardline from 6 to 8 in case you missed it from 10 to 12. Because there are people who want to hear it. It's, uh, you know, we're, we're breaking news on Hardline. We're going to be, you can hear that again from 6 to 8 on Sunday night. So this, and actually I want to talk about this Sunday's lineup. Um, at, at 10 o'clock, we have Jack O'Donnell. He's our Albany insider. At 10.30, we'll have Mike Sapricone. He is a candidate for U.S. Senate. US Senate. He will be running against Gillibrand. He is a uh, Republican and conservative. And then at 11, we have Brian Kalpa, the Amherst Town Supervisor. He's got a lot to talk about, so he'll be uh, joining us on Hardline. That's this Sunday from 10 to 12. That sound of hissing in the background was a coiled cobra in my closet ready to strike. Um Anyway, I'll be one of those affected by the uh, wonderful uh, letter we're going to get from uh, Amherst. Uh, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Lisa Polizzi is our big boss. Here for your comments, uh, questions, concerns, compliments, critiques of the radio station. And Juanita in Tonawanda on WBEN. Hello, you are on with Lisa Polizzi. Yes, hello to both of you. Yes, I think that uh, gentleman on ahead of me um, burst my bubble because my question was the same thing on Saturday. I mean, I've been listening to your station long enough that I know that that's a tape recording of Tom Puckett, and I think he does excellent through the week on his weekday uh, newscast. But um, it's a shame that he's it's recorded on the hour, on the half hour, all day long. I mean, it's, it's pitiful that you don't have another... Uh, reporter doing the news and i agree with that other gentleman also that um regarding hardline um i understand a lot of times hardline is canceled because maybe due to a holiday or because uh beamer's going to go on vacation or he goes and takes a trip to see the the basketball game that he likes or whatever the uh, sports thing that he has and uh it would be advantageous to have a woman work alongside him like you had before there was a woman that was do- working along with him on Hardline, and she was um, excellent. Uh, she was open-minded and had uh, great people coming on the show. Is there anything you can comment regarding the, these um, comments that I'm giving? 
I agree with you. I do feel we do need to take a look at, you know, when we have those recorded newscasts. I appreciate your comments about Tom Puckett. He is an excellent broadcaster, an excellent newsman. Um, I do, I am, I do feel like we need to hear more diverse voices across the radio station. So having a woman on would be great. Um, that's something that I'm looking at. It is, I am right now in the, in the process of, I, I'm always actually looking for fill in hosts and, um, you know, I'm trying to identify talent and I'm trying, trying to identify people that, um, you know, have that passion for politics or have that passion for talking and can do this. Um, it's not easy. It's not easy to find people that uh, are willing to do it, that can do it. And that even if you are a broadcaster, you might not necessarily be able to do um, this job. This is a hard job. And, and Tom makes it seem very easy. It is not easy. It is very hard. And Tom's the best of the best. We have the best of the best here at WBEN. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, it's hard. But I, I am trying. I do hear you. And I, I appreciate you. And I'm, you know, coming from the news side of things, I agree. I want, I want live news all the time. And so that's just something we have to take a look at. And, you know, I have to take a look at the, the staff that we have and what makes the most sense for the newsroom, what, what's going to give us the most coverage. And, you know, I just, I just need to, that's just something that, you know, moving forward, that's on my list as well. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank well, you. Anita, thank you very much. Uh, talking about women. Um, Lisa, as far as I know, you are the first woman to be in charge at News Radio 930 WBEN, and uh, you walk into a bunch of dudes, no matter how charming, erudite, and wonderful they might be, especially the afternoon host. Any uh, special challenges that poses to you? You know, I've I'm not. I, you, you're saying this now. I didn't even realize that I was the uh, the first woman. Um, there's I don't the, I think the challenge is really I would like to hear um, you know a, a wide range of voices and I think that's really important and that's my challenge more so than anybody here everybody here does a great job I want to hear more I want to layer that with more voices more unique more diversity more um, you know more women and and that's kind of I've been on this hunt since I got here kind of looking for that talent looking for those voices and, and that's that that's the challenge really more so than anyone here of course, we had uh, Sue O'Neill uh, filling in last week. Uh, we've had Linda Pellegrino on for years. Uh, Brenda Alacy uh, would uh, appear on Hardline over the years. Uh, she's off in other endeavors now. But uh, it is, um, I must admit, it is a refreshing change uh, to hear a bunch of different people representing different uh, backgrounds um, on, the, uh, on the radio station. Uh, here is uh, Jeremy in Lancaster. Jeremy, you are on with the boss, Lisa Polizzi on WBEN. Hello. Hi, Jeremy. Uh, apparently, Jeremy couldn't wait or he was overcome with sheer joy over making it on the air. Let's put Jeremy on hold, Tanner, and go to Zach in South Buffalo. Zach, you are on with Lisa Polizzi on WBEN. Hello. Yes, uh, Lisa, my question is twofold. Uh, Number one, would it be correct to say that your audience that listens to your station uh, regularly, uh, they listen to uh, Bellavia, then Bowerly, then Armstrong and Getty, would you say that, that those people would be conservative, uh, maybe to the right side of the things uh, type of people. I would agree with that, yes. 
All right, then why would you use ABC News as your uh, once an hour we have to hear ABC News, who is a far left liberal and, in my opinion, a very dishonest news organization? Why would you make us listen to them every day on the hour? That's a good question, and I knew I would get it. Um, so for, for when it comes to ABC and CBS and a lot of the networks, they are accused of being left-leaning. I, I, I know that. Um, what my job is is to make sure that the news that we put on it is balanced, is fair, and if I hear anything going left or going right when it comes to our news content – that's my job to jump in and talk to, you know, whether it's a reporter at ABC and, and, and talk to ABC and, and tell them this is not acceptable. And we, you know, we, we, uh, we are trying to do the news without the lean and the slants. Our news should be down the middle. And if it's not, then I, that's my job to go and talk to ABC or CBS because we, we do use both. Um, and that's my job to, to stop that. And I, I know for a fact, Zach, if it makes you feel any better, that uh, prior to Lisa, um, Lisa does the same thing, but Tim Wanger, I heard him on the phone uh, with CBS in the old days and ABC in more recent times um, chiding certain coverage of certain stories as being very biased. Not, I, I don't know what good the complaining did, but I will assure you that the complaints were made. I don't have any problem with the people you have, like Susan Rose and that. I don't have any problem with those people at all. It's just like ABC News. They're they're ridiculous. All right, thank you, uh, Zach, very thank much. You. I uh, I appreciate it. Uh, and you know, and then you get into situations too where somebody is a phenomenal reporter, like Aaron Katursky. I love Aaron Katursky as a reporter. Politically, I'm pretty sure we're not on the same page. But as a professional reporter with any breaking news. Um, he is really amazing with his depth and his variety. So you might not like Aaron's politics, but I will tell you something that uh, as far as being a reporter for many facets of breaking news, um, Aaron Katursky is the best of the best of the best. And yeah, I'll catch him sometimes with bias, but I can look past the bias because I know how incredibly skilled he is. Um, Lisa Polizzi is going to continue with us because you guys are calling in um, much to Lisa's eternal delight as suddenly I'm not here on Monday for keeping her on. <clears throat> but uh, Lisa will uh, stick around with us because she wants to know what you guys have to say about the radio station. Your questions, your comments, your concerns, um, criticism, uh, uh compliments, whatever you've got on your mind. Lisa Polizzi is our boss here at News Radio 930 WBEN. And let's go to Kate in Chautauqua County. Kate, you are on. Hello. Lisa, congratulations on your new position. And lucky you that you now are part of a family of incredibly dedicated people. Thank you, Kate. I appreciate that. They they really are. They're great employees they really impressed me from the second I walked in the door. Now, uh, I believe in praising in public and criticizing in private. So could you slowly spell your name with your email again so yes. I can criticize in private? Of course, yes. Oh. So it's Lisa, common spelling, L-I-S-A dot Polizzi, P-O-L-I-Z-Z-I at odyssey.com. You remind your name reminds me of Liza Minnelli's song. It's Lisa with an S. Not, it's Lisa with an S. It's Liza with a Z, not Lisa with an S. Remember that song? 
Well, we've yeah. never known Lisa to break out in spontaneous song and dance in the newsroom. Not yet, but we're awaiting the day. Mm. It's going to be a long Well, way. anyway, um, um, I called primarily about I, I like Jill on money. I love hearing about how to invest my half a million investments, uh, but I don't need to hear her again on Sunday. So I would much rather, after Meet the Press is over at 1, I, in case I haven't been able to uh, listen to the station regularly during the week, I would love to hear the best of Bellavia and Bowerly during Sunday afternoon. Rather than rather than later on at night. Well, um, down here in Chautauqua County, um, I don't know what you do, but the um, signal like disappears. Yeah, we have to change patterns as per FCC regulations that went into effect a long time ago. Otherwise, we'd be interfering with another radio station elsewhere. So, no, um, later in the afternoon doesn't help me down here. Also, regarding Hardline, um, I wouldn't mind uh, more often uh, returning to the format where maybe half an hour of the program is open to people calling with their comments about um, things in general or specifically the the program that has been presented um, during the show itself. I love that idea. Um, hardline for me, um, it's it's what I want to. It's really what I wanted to get at the second I walked in the door, and it's kind of a work in progress. I love that idea. I love hearing from um, listeners. I love hearing what people have to say. Especially, you know, we have we have um, Brian Culpa coming in on, on Sunday. There's a lot of people already starting to text me their their questions for him. Um, so I really think that's a, that's a great idea. And Kate, um, I don't get to hear from a lot of people. I, but I am trying to get out in the public and trying to hear um, from our listeners. What else? What What other topics? I know you said the Jill on money um, is something that's important to you. What other topics do you find that um, you, you know you respond to that you want to hear more of? Actually, Jill on money. I like her show, but it's not important to me. I feel that if I have any uh, questions. Uh, I can call the financial guys or um, EG tax, and I don't have to. Jill on money, um, I can live without her. In fact, if you want to know the truth, after EG tax at 4 o'clock, I turn to 740, and I listen to uh, a Toronto station, and I do the same thing on Sunday. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we'll have to change Um, that. Well, Anyway, I want you to know I'm a decade, oh, multiple decade-long listener, and only Tom can attest to this, only about the 10th caller. I wait until I have <laughs> something I think is important. Although Kate has promised to put me in the will for her house in Mayville, so I've got that going for me. Um, uh, act- Kate- actually, I'm, I'm going to update that um, Chautauqua Institution, Tom. Yes, you are correct. I'll happily take it off your hands as long as it's got hydrangea. Um, thank you very much, uh, Kate. And by the way, every every home at the uh, Chautauqua Institution has the most incredible hydrangea ever. And hydrangea is actually a Greek work, uh, a Greek word. I've come to the conclusion, and it means we will drink every drop of water in the world. I think that's what it means. Um, Lisa Polizzi is going to stay with us.
she hates me right now. <laughs> but Lisa is our big boss at News Radio 930 WBN. If there's something you like about the station, if there's something you think sucks, something that needs improvement, uh, comments, concerns, uh, and despite what you might have read in certain uh, misinformed newspaper columns, um, nothing is going to change here. It's a very simple reason. Uh, no matter who owns the radio station, and I'll tell you a little secret, we've been owned by left-wing liberals for a very long time, and it doesn't matter because fundamentally they're business people, and we make money, and they're in business to make money. So using that philosophy, it's all good in the hood. It's uh, 257 at News Radio 930 WBEN. If not, I will make a hell of a waiter at the Creekview. All right, loves, welcome. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN, and this is uh, your opportunity to have an exchange with our boss at News Radio 930 WBEN, Lisa Polizzi. So if you've got a compliment, a question, a concern, a criticism of the radio station, something you want to know, hey, how can you guys do it that way? Uh, Lisa is here. Uh, to answer that uh, for you. And Lisa has been uh, our boss now for uh, several months, and she's got... Before we go any further, Lisa, uh, you've alluded to this a few times, but um, you're not exactly a newcomer to the world of news at all. No, uh, and I'm from here, too. So I've been doing news mostly in TV, a little bit in radio, for 23 years now. So I'm most comfortable with news. It's the talk side that I'm still learning. And actually, I really, I've, I've already gotten an email. I like doing this because I like to hear from our listeners, um, suggestions, comments. I like that more than I like the questions just because I am so new. Um, so if you have a comment or a suggestion, I, um, I would gladly listen. Um, and I'll give my email here as well. It's Lisa. L-I-S-A dot Polizzi, P-O-L-I-Z-Z-I at odyssey.com. I, again, like I've already gotten um, emails, so. Awesome. Yep. Well, you just it made me feel very old because you're like, well, I've been doing this for 23 years, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, compared to me, she's a newcomer. <laughs> uh, 803-0930 is the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN. It's The Fossil uh, with my boss, uh, Lisa Polizzi. Uh, let's go to uh, Sean in Chictawaga. Sean, uh, as soon as I get my mouse to cooperate with me, uh, Sean, you are on WBEN. Welcome to the program. Uh, yes. Um, most of it was covered already about, you know, repetitiveness, about the uh, two guys that talk. And what was mentioned earlier about a talk show, it's more with uh, people's opinion, call-ins. See, if you just hear two guys, you know, saying this, saying that, saying, you know, all that, and a financial show. And a lot of these people, I don't know, they got a lot of money, but <laughs> I, I, I don't understand, you know, all that, you know. So, Sean, uh, what, what, you mean, I'm a little confused. You mean the people who call uh, the, uh, Jill on money and say, I've got $7 million and I just don't know what yeah. to do with it? Because I always think to myself, if you've got $7 million, why are you calling a radio show? You should have your own financial advisor. That's right, a fiduciary. I've been called you know, worse. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, okay, so Sean, um, what you're saying is you don't like to hear two people talking. You'd much rather hear callers talking. 
Yeah, it would be more interesting. Viewpoints. Okay. And then that way it would be really, really different. I like George Norrie. I do. I really do. Late at night. I am rather fond of George Norrie myself. He's a really nice guy, too. Yeah, and then he has fill-in sometimes, and they're good, too. Um, Okay, so, I mean, you know, it really just, uh, Lisa, I mean, just to – you're, you're like more of a news person, and I've been doing this talk thing since 1983, and what it really boils down to is content. And sometimes it's really interesting to hear two people speaking or three people speaking, and sometimes it's interesting to hear callers. Sometimes the callers are better, and sometimes the two or three people speaking are better. It really depends, I think, on the content as opposed to the formatics. Would you agree, yeah, Sean, I could, or disagree I could, with that? I uh, look at uh, that type of thinking. Okay. And then your show is good. Your terminology, I use the Oxford Dictionary. I don't use Google because <laughs> if you if you make an effort, you could remember, you know, certain words. You don't hear that often. Well, I try to I try to spice up the show with fifty cent words. It makes people think I'm smarter no, than I really am. No, you're very informative on that aspect. Very. But informative. you know the thing. For example, let me just give you a for example. If David Bellavia and I are talking about the Kennedy assassination, you, mm-hmm. we are probably going to be more interesting than most of the telephone calls that come in. Oh, it was the guy who's driving the limousine. He turned around and blew Kennedy's head off. Um, I, th- I, th- I think it just it depends on the content. And then when we did our six-hour blizzard of 22 marathon on Christmas Day of 2022, it wasn't about us. It was about the people who were stranded without power or, God forbid, stranded oh, in their yeah, cars. Definitely. Oh, so yeah, definitely. It, it, it really, I, I would argue, and, and Lisa, obviously your thoughts, but I would argue that it's contingent upon the caller. What is more interesting on any given day? Is it the host speaking or hosts speaking, or is it the callers? And I, I think it just depends on the content people are bringing to the table. I yeah. agree. When when I walked in, when I came in here, um, and I've always listened to BEN, but hearing you and David during the storms, there was nothing like it. It was one of you was giving, you know, what was happening. The other one was giving common color commentary. It was excellent to hear the both of you together on that topic. You can't get any better. Yeah, you should have heard All our right. Kennedy assassination show. It was pretty awesome. Um, thank you, Sean. I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the phone All call. Right. Uh, yeah, and you know, David and I we text each other pretty much um, pretty much every day. So just saying, here's <laughs> and sometimes with with things that I can't repeat on the air. Here's guy in West Seneca. Guy, you're on WBEN. Hello. Hi, Tom. Sir. Um, my my comment is only about law enforcement. You know, I actually, Lisa, this is my I'm into my fourth decade of listening to Tom Bowerly. He's always been staunchly pro law enforcement. Uh, specifically, especially when officers use force and sometimes they have to use deadly physical force. He's always been staunchly pro-law enforcement. And I've noticed that the WBEN News has been pro-law enforcement, too, in a way that you might not understand, and that's not reporting negatively to officers that cannot comment when they've used deadly physical force and then getting interviews from the victim's family. BEN has not done that. They've given the officers a fair shake compared to other forms of media. So that's my concern. 
uh, and with Tom and now Dave, too, he's pro-law enforcement. I'm concerned about the pro-law enforcement bent because your new majority owner has not been pro-law enforcement, and he's willing to spend money against law enforcement. So I appreciate what you said earlier about how money talks, but your new majority owner has proven that he's willing to spend money for his pet peeves. Uh, he only owns 40%. He, if we're talking about 40%. Right. That's true, but he is the largest stockholder. C- correct. That's, but, but, that, I mean, that is I, a concern. But you know what? And I, I personally, I mean, I appreciate what you're saying, but um, basically, what any time an officer is involved in a use of deadly physical force situation, it always comes down to in New York State, Article 35 of the New York State Penal Code, and in other states, whatever laws they have that apply to the use of deadly physical force by a human being uh, who is a civilian or by a human being who is a law enforcement officer. Most of the laws say basically the same thing. And um, I know from from my point of view, it, it forget about the emotionalism of any given situation. It all gets down to the law and applying the law. And I, I just don't see that that's, uh, that's I don't I don't see that that's going to change. And if well, if it if it did, I'll just podcast. I mean, well, I, I, I'm glad to hear you say that. It's just that the most recent example was in in the Black Lives Matter protests here in Buffalo. Uh, the people were shipped in, and uh, our DA, he went against, you know, over 100 years of tradition of waiting to see what a grand jury said, and a lot, arrested two officers for using physical force to clear uh, in front of City Hall. They were following their orders, and it was all on camera. They didn't do anything wrong. No, they, no, they, they, they did not. Waited. They did not, but let's let's just let me present to you a hypothetical situation that let's just say hypothetically the DA was under enormous political pressure from the uh, governor's office, and let's just say hypothetically that the district attorney intentionally overcharged the officers, knowing that a grand jury would come back with a no bill. I mean, things like that have happened hypothetically, of course. It if is you catch true, my hypothetically. Direct. That, that is true, but pressure can also be exerted by the media, and that's why I'm concerned. Media can run with a story and put pressure on a DA that you'll never hear about where they m- might indict someone. And that's why I like the way BEN is right now with their pro-law enforcement bent, because they never put negative pressure on a DA by running stories like other forms of the media have. This has been the one bastion that has been actually fair officers and that new 40 percent stockholder he has not been fair to officers that's why i'm concerned and i am also concerned about tim wanger i liked him i think he was the mvp at the station he's still here i still lean on him i still ask him for guidance um he's not going anywhere well that's good to hear because uh he you know i'm not friends with him or anything but i am facebook friends uh, but it seems like he was Johnny on the spot, and he was like the MVP of the station. He still is. I listen sure. every day, Always. by the way. I, I listen every day. Thank you. All right, Guy, guy thank you uh, very much uh, for the phone call. And uh, let me just finish my thought. Hypothetically, I think John Flynn did a masterful job with that situation. Once you think about the various hypotheticals that just may have come into play as far as 
overcharging so you wouldn't get a true bill? I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm just being very hypothetical about what you know, conceivably might have happened. <clears throat> Sorry, I just had to clear my throat at a very strange moment. Um, but can we talk, Lisa, about breaking news and WBEN's commitment to breaking news? And one of the things that I hate about breaking news is it is almost always tragic. Yeah, I mean, um, we have a unique opportunity in radio because of the immediacy, um, obviously accuracy, in-depth coverage, most important when it comes to breaking news. Um, and with radio, you know, we're always willing to preempt normal programming, and we have. There's an example of that last week or a couple of weeks ago. Um, so we're we're always willing to preempt normal programming to cover a, a developing situation. Um, and like I was saying before, news is where I'm most comfortable, and I'm still learning the talk side. But, you know, our commitment to breaking news, that's not going to change. Our, com- our, our news commitment is not going to change. Well, you know, Lisa, the, the strange thing about, um, about, about WBEN is David Bellavia, I mean, first of all, everybody here is great at switching into breaking news mode. Um, David Bellavia is more political than I, but when breaking news happens, he totally goes into breaking news mode, and I do the same thing, and I have used as my examples, my templates, if you will, people like Peter Jennings and the reporters who covered the Kennedy assassination in 1963. I've gone back and watched every single extant video of coverage, which was under very rudimentary technological restrictions and restraints. And I've tried to model myself after people like that over the years. Um, and it's not really because I started out in news as you did. So it's not really a big deal for me to switch from uh, talk show host to news guy. Seamless. And you want someone who's calm. You want somebody who's clear. You want to know, you know, information as it's coming out, as long as it's accurate, you're giving the, the most current information and that's what we do that's what you do i've witnessed it now i i don't know how many times since since uh, walking in the door and that's uh what we're known for and that's what we're best at yeah and of course look uh, most and the nice thing the nice thing too about most of us is we've been in buffalo and western new york for a long time so we've developed excellent sources within the law enforcement community now every now and again are those sources incorrect yes it has happened but that is where you always try to qualify things as best you can um, given the exigencies of the situation you want to get as much information as you can out to people but you want to do so responsibly and with the proper qualifications and um, one of the shows uh, that obviously I will never forget, and it was extremely emotional for all of us, was the Tops mass murder and Tim Wenger and Susan Rose being at the scene, me being here at the radio station, talking to a lot of people off air in law enforcement. And it was um, so it was just it, it's it's the most tragic thing I've ever had to cover because it was intentional and it was intentional based on the most horrific lack of reason possible and despite its tragedy um, I think we did on that day despite the difficulty for the entire community I I think we did um, I, I think we did a very good job although nothing obviously is ever going to bring those poor people back it was a very difficult situation. You don't ever want 
to uh, see Buffalo in the news like that. And it just, you know, I, I actually was taking classes at the time. And um, for my master's degree, my professor, the next, that following Monday after the weekend, because I was working in local TV at the time. And that Monday, um, because often as a journalist, you don't get to your feelings. You, you have to hold that back when you're covering something. And that Monday, um, I had a night class. And my professor, who was a journalist on the other side of the country, said, um, we want Lisa to talk about you know, what just happened in Buffalo. And we're, we're all very sorry. And we just want to hear how she covered it. And in that moment, I think it was the first time that I was able to break down what had happened over the weekend. And I just started crying in class. And it uh. was very difficult and that was the first time as a journalist I was able to kind of release my um you know my my emotions and when normally I would never do that um understood and it was a obviously a thank god it was a um, unique situation for Buffalo I hope it stays unique I never want to experience that day ever again or anything similar to it um, at all. Uh, we are with Lisa Polizzi. She is the big boss of News Radio 930 WBEN. And if you have questions, comments, concerns, um, opinions about this radio station to which you are currently listening, uh, we invite them. Um, Lisa just started a few months ago, and even though she's been a veteran of some um, three and 20 years uh, in this profession, she basically walked into a whirlwind when she came into WBEN. It was like never-ending, never-ceasing breaking news, uh, and we got to know each other pretty well just with breaking news coverage. It's uh, 326 at News Radio 930 WBEN. Well, you're listening to the radio station, and everybody's got something to say about News Radio 930 WBEN. And uh, some people have it right, unlike the guy who actually writes about radio for the local newspaper. But anyway, uh, 803-0930 is the phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. Complaints, compliments, suggestions, whatever. Because the big boss, Lisa Polizzi, is uh, my guest until 4 o'clock. Secretly, Lisa wants to stay on until 6 o'clock. She would much rather be here than out Mm, recreating, enjoying a Friday fish fry. She truly would like to be here till 6, but we're going to kick her out of the room at 4 o'clock uh, on WBEN. Uh, let's go to uh, some calls on WBEN, and uh, it is Frank in Williamsville. Frank, you are on WBEN. Welcome. Lisa, thank you for doing this. It's important, I think. Um, I wanted to say, first off, I've been listening to your station like 55 years, counting... Um, my dad had station locked into his alarm at, for Clint Buhlman every morning when I was a kid. Um, yeah, so I care a lot about your station. Um, I want to ask you about your quote-unquote inventory. Um, used to be like in between breaks in, in the news, it, it, commercials, weather, etc. There was about like six minutes, and so, so eight o'clock it would start um, the, the bell, so to speak, and uh, eight eight oh six that there would be. Uh, um, content, so, and I know that you guys are up against it with, with competition from uh, satellite, etc. But um, what can you do? With, with, you only have so much inventory, so now it, like, it's up to eight minutes now, almost um, it, it, for the first break, and then the second break. It, it, it basically boils down to 
about um, 18 minutes of content per hour. And um, I'm sure you know all of these. But I just want to know, I want to ask you, um, what do you think, how do you think the future is going to go considering that thing? And lastly, um, what is the, what are your, uh, your demographic that you're searching to hit? Like, who's your, who's your, uh, your typical listener? Um, okay, thank thank you very much. Uh, actually, I mean the, the content is is more than eighteen minutes an hour. What what is the station policy on commercials and how many we should run in any given hour? I don't know that there are, I, or uh, I don't know if that there is a policy on how many we should run per hour. I think we try to get creative. Of course, the sales team tries to get creative with um, you know sponsorships, and we're you know that's just one thing. You know, can we? Uh, sponsor uh, you know certain segments or can we you know do a different thing that'll you know keep the client happy i think it's that's all a work in progress um no so i don't i don't eight minutes seems like a very long break i don't don't, that's not the case um we have obviously a lot more than 18 minutes of content per hour so you know it might seem like a lot that that's not the case yeah but i mean if i like for example uh the break i've got coming up i have a traffic break coming up which is at 50 past the hour and i have no idea how long traffic is going to go following traffic i've got the weather and then i need to break no later than 56 and then obviously during the newscast we have commercials so there are times i might not get it back until eight or nine minutes after the hour but a lot of that is contingent upon the volume and quantity of news we have on any given day obviously if it's a very busy day for news i'm not going to go and tell tom puckett tom i need you out by four minutes after three as far as i'm concerned tom puckett or anybody doing news can have as much time as they want when it's a really busy day it's it's very dependent on what's going on for instance there's a crash that um alan harris has been talking about and tom has been talking about um and you know we have to kind of you always say we're a slave to the clock well you know we're we have to do what uh you know we have to flex depending on what what's going on in the news so yeah i I mean i I mean but uh, and the other thing too if it wasn't i mean this sounds so old school but if it wasn't for our sponsors, the people spending money on the radio station, you would not have me. You would not have Bellavia. You would not have the news. You wouldn't have Beamer, Mazarowski, Susan Rose. And basically, everything for which you listen would go down the tubes if the revenue wasn't coming in. Because oddly enough, we cost money. Um, but believe it or not, we don't do this for free. Some people think we should, but we don't. Um, 342-803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Here is uh, Sue, and uh, my daughter often jokes about this being a full-time job, in quotes. Um, here's Sue in Alden on WBEN. Hello. Hi, Tom, and uh, welcome, Lisa. Thank you. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you for keeping me on hold for so long. I was able to take a shower, brush <laughs> my teeth, get dressed, put all my lotions on. So thank you. <laughs> Sorry well, about that. Thanks for your patience. Yeah. I am a very, very long-time listener. Like the previous guy said, I listened post-World War II with my mother Clint Buhlman, so he would always let me know when we had off from school. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, of course, through my teenage years and with Tommy Shannon, Danny Neverett, and all that, and all the different phases of WBEN. 
and uh, you know, uh, uh, Sandy. Um, I didn't think anyone could ever replace him. And then you hired David, who is a treasure. I'm only afraid that, that you know, he's going to go national one of these days, and uh, we're going to lose him locally. And uh, Sandy Beach, of course, I loved. Um, my top kudos go to Susan Rose, who I absolutely adore. Uh, I remember when Tim and, and she got married. I remember when they had their children. I've been listening, a uh, steadfast, loyal listener, for a long, long time. And, uh, of course, I have to mention Tom, though. He's been working there for quite a while. He's finally getting the hang of it. And um, let's see, what else? I didn't want to miss anybody. Lucas Buckley, who I think is fantastic. fantastic. I think his mentor, Randy, uh, uh, gosh, I forgot his name, Randy. Bushover. 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 He in, in, all, in, all fairness, in all fairness to myself, I was Lucas Buckley's mentor, in all fairness. Oh, I thought it, I thought it was Randy because he has so much of Randy's ways about him. But anyway, I used to love Randy Bush over it too. But uh, let's see, am I caught up here? Susan Rose, she has got to be the best. I love her voice. I love her intelligence. I love when she interviews people. She is so steadfast and to the point, doesn't let them get away with anything. She's just such a trooper. I hope she never retires. I know she's probably very tired, but I hope she stays, she and Tim, for a long time. They are the backbone of that station. Oh, the reason I called was, I didn't mean to go into all this. I was thinking about it while I was showering in that. Dana Lash, I, could you bring her back? Those two would-be comedians at night just don't do it for me. Sue, tell me what you liked about I knew I knew I was going to get a call about this. Tell me what you liked about the Dana Lash show. Oh wow, uh, true conservative. She was uh, fiery. She's fiery. Um, true conservative. I just I just love her, and she's down to earth. Um, you know, whatever you could say about someone that you really really like, and I I listen to her. I see her on the Fox, of course. I see David on the Fox. Um, but I just like her, you know. Um, she's just so real. All right, Sue. Thank, thank you very much. Thank uh, you so much. Is is Dana Lash going to come back? Uh, is she a possibly a possibility in the mix? Uh, you know, I want to listen to the show. I want to hear a little bit more from that show before I make a decision. Um, but I knew somebody was going to come on and, and ask about her, so that's why I wanted to get specific. Why do you like her? And so, yeah, I'll I'll take a listen to her show and make a decision. And to get back to the previous caller's second question about our target demographic, uh, uh, whom are we trying to reach? 24 to 54. We want that's that's our that's our main our audience at this point. Um, you know, we, we they're um, mostly men, but, you know, I, I'm trying to diversify and and get more voices going and uh, reach more people. So that's where we're at now. Uh, let us uh, get back to the uh, telephone call. Uh, by the way, uh, Tanner, just shout into my headphones what I have to do at 49 or 55. I'd appreciate that. Uh, here is uh, Marilyn in Williamsville. Marilyn, you are on WBEN. Hello. Hi, Tom. I listen to you every day. Thank you. Um, uh, Lisa, I thank you very much for the opportunity. 
Um, what I miss is more of Joe Beamer. I don't think it's quite fair that he only gets an yeah. hour in the morning. And I always listen to him on Sunday because I could listen to politics all day, and I do miss um, more politics. But I really would like more of Joe on a talk show of his own. Well, I appreciate that, Marilyn. Actually, Joe, um, he's he's uh, doing a lot of filling in. He's my go-to guy if I need somebody to fill in, and uh, yeah, he's doing a great job. Yeah, I, I appreciate noticed. that. I'm, I'm always glad when he fills in. But I don't want to listen to four hours of anybody. But I do listen to Tom every day uh, for the last half of it, and I really enjoy him. I think he's good, and I like Joe Beamer a lot. Um, and I'm 50 years older than Joe, so I don't fall into the category you want to reach to. I'm 81. But I, right. still, like, I, still, like, I still like the guys on the radio. I, li- I think you're... It's a great station, and I always I liked it when Mark Stein was on because he was political. So to tell you the truth, I do miss the politics. All right, Marilyn, uh, thank you uh, very much. Uh, yeah, Mark Stein used to uh, sit in a lot for uh, Rush Limbaugh, but um, a lot of things have changed in talk radio around the country at talk radio stations uh, since uh, Rush Limbaugh died. Uh, we have Lisa Polizzi with us in studio, our boss. Time for some more questions from you at 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, let's get back to the calls. Lisa Polizzi is our boss uh, in charge of all things WBEN. Um, and by the way, not the first woman boss under whom I have worked. Uh, the first one was Mindy Rich and it's uh it's like it's it's not, it's no big deal like in the least she's a professional and i appreciate her professionalism here's pat on a cell phone pat you're on wben hello hello i'm wondering if uh the new boss has any interest in bringing back non-political concept uh, i remember when dr laura was on it's sort of frustrating to listen to nationalized uh, or guys who are syndicated if there's no feedback, if you can't call in. So it's really not a talk show. It's more of a listening show and sort of frustrating when you can't challenge what is being said. Understood. So uh, that's what you liked about Dr. Laura, the the interaction with the callers? Yeah, the interaction with the callers and that it's not the same thing. I mean, no offense. I, I love Joe Beamer. I think he's a rising star and that Brian Mazrowski. And no offense to the host that's on currently, but if you listen to him and David Bellavia, uh, it's the same thing for eight hours a day. Same positions, the same facts, whether they're uh, refutable or not. Uh, Sometimes you don't get the chance to uh, call in and and refute what's being said. Uh, Sometimes they don't want to hear that you're refuting it. So the point is, is eight hours a day of the same script. And then at night, Armstrong and Getty, the same thing. It's like eating vanilla pudding all day long, every day. I think you're doing dis- uh, vanilla pudding a great disservice, <laughs> but um, there's a real easy way to call and refute what a host is saying. It's called calling the show. Um, thank you very much, uh, Pat. I appreciate the call. Um, actually, I took over for Dr. Laura, um, and the ratings went sky high at the over what Dr. Laura was pulling in ratings-wise. 
Local, local, local. That's what people want. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, they put me on local, and uh, Dr. Laura's ratings were nothing compared to the ratings I was pulling in. Um, anyway, uh, Lisa Polizzi, our big boss in charge, what, what have we learned today? Hmm. Uh, people love to email. I would give my cell phone number out, but it's my personal cell, so I'm not doing <laughs> that. <laughs> um, I've gotten quite a few emails already. People like to, um, and they're being good. They're, they like to praise in public and criticize in private, so that's nice. Um, I'll give my email again right now. It's lisa.polizzi, P-O-L-I-Z-Z-I, at odyssey.com. I welcome your feedback, what you would like what you would like to hear, um, you know, what you liked that you've already heard. Um, and I try, I'll try to get back to everybody. I do have a lot of emails now, but I will try to get back to everybody within the next few days. All right. Thank you uh, very much, uh, Lisa Polizzi. Uh, we'll do this, um, I don't know, next week. I mean, next what? month or in a couple of months. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. I appreciate Thanks, your Tom. time, uh, Lisa Polizzi. And by the way, I don't use a script. Um, anybody who's ever run my show will tell you I don't use a script. I generally close my eyes and speak. Um, it is Bowerly. Thanks again to Lisa Polizzi. All right. Welcome, loves. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. And uh, one of the topics I want to get into uh, this part of the program, uh, especially in light of what is going on in Amherst, is do you believe that your local politicians listen to you? Do your politicians give a damn? what you have to say or your opinions on matters of civic import. Um, I had to go out to uh, lunch today, and I happened to be dining at a fine establishment in uh, Williamsville, and the talk of the place was the assessments which we're all going to receive. Those of us who live in Amherst and the village of Williamsville, which is part of the town of Amherst, and nobody is happy about it. And I want to go to uh, Mike Lomas from the Financial Guys on the WBEN Trocare College live line. Um, Mike Lomas, um, can you, uh, you, you've been following this Amherst situation very, very closely. Can you put into dollars and cents uh, how much more the typical Amherst uh, taxpayer property owner is going to be paying for the privilege of living in the illustrious town of Amherst and the village of Williamsville? I'm still choking on uh, that question you asked about whether the politicians actually care. <laughs> well, I you can take that as sarcasm if you'd like. Might have been attended that way. You never know. Well, yeah. So, well, the best part is these politicians are saying, look at it's not a big deal. There, you know, most people, nobody's only a few people will have a, a tax increase, right? Uh, but you know, we all. I mean, why would you do this if you're not looking for more tax revenue, right? Specifically, and what will happen is we'll get less revenue every single time we increase taxes like this. Either property values go down, right? So Glenn and I own a thirty thousand square foot building in Amherst. If they increase property taxes, in this proposal, it looks like about a 30% increase. Now, you know, keep in mind that's on top of the 11.4% tax increase that they uh, that they you know, snuck in right after they got elected a, a little bit ago here. So, but you know, they're talking about right now the estimate is about 62%. Your house is worth $100,000. They're looking at that saying it's worth 62,000. If it's at 100% estimates, well, now you're you know. 
you're going from sixty two thousand to a hundred thousand dollars and of course they're not going to increase the uh the 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 tax there's, there's not gonna be a tax increase necessarily saying okay well we're going to increase taxes but you know anybody with a brain in their head says well look at if my house was worth sixty two thousand before and now it's worth a hundred thousand dollars there's going to be more taxes due and they're doing it at a time where you know of course real estate's at a record high so um, now there's a few people that are getting these star exemptions and that star exemption should go up with it so that's really probably true there are going to be some people who are going to stay sort of even because their star exemption hopefully will will match it but most people you know two-thirds of the folks are are not uh, qualifying for that credit and so you know it's going to be another tax increase so let's just uh, talk about uh, again some specifics here if if you don't mind let's just say that somebody currently uh, is assessed at 62 percent of market value let's just call it one hundred thousand dollars and that same piece of property uh, when you look at comparables, is now at $200,000. How much more money are they going to be fleeced out of by the town of Amherst uh, well, in the coming tax year? Yeah, so if the house was a, was a, if, if we if they thought the house was worth 100000 uh, years ago, and now, and they said, okay, we're going to assess it at 62% of 100%, but now that house is doubled in value, you're looking at tripling your taxes. And for the Amherst, uh, for the typical Amherst property owner, that would reflect roughly how many dollars? How many thousands of dollars extra? I, I, I don't, I don't know offhand what the average taxpayer at Amherst is paying. I can tell you that I'll use our property at sixty thousand dollars a year. So I'll give you those numbers: about sixty grand a year. So if they come back and reassess us uh, and say, okay, well that property value, Mike and Glenn play paid two point two million. But now that hot, then now that uh, commercial piece of property is worth three million dollars, we're looking at uh, going from about sixty grand to probably about one hundred and sixty to one hundred forty to one hundred sixty thousand dollars. Now I can hey, tell you this: that's yeah, absurd. Glenn and I are blessed enough to be able to probably to still be able to afford that. I assure you that number one, we will never look at another piece of property in Amherst again. Number two, now when we go to sell that piece of property. Anybody looking to buy that is going to roll that into the price, and they're going to say, "Hey guys, you think this is worth three million bucks? I'm sorry, you're probably right, but we can't afford the extra hundred thousand dollars in taxes every year. So that property value is going to be reassessed lower, or we're just going to be stuck with it for the rest of our lives because nobody's going to want it." Uh, okay, here several things I don't understand. Um, Obviously, Amherst is a bedroom community of Buffalo, but we also have a lot of retirees in Amherst. How in the hell are they going to be able to afford that kind of increase to their tax bill? Yeah, well, some of them, some of these seniors are going to qualify for the for the STAR program, right? So the answer is they, they really won't see that big of an increase, at least the way it is set up today. And that's my understanding. I'm not a... I'm not a uh, uh, um, you know, I'm not a tax assessor, and you know, certainly not what I do for a living. I'm a money manager. Uh, but to answer your question, the, I, do, I don't know. I don't know how anybody's going to live here, to be honest with you, Tom. I mean, we've got we've got Albany that continues to spend money like drunken sailors. We have 25% of the top taxpayers have left in the last two years. So one out of every four top taxpayers has said, "I'm leaving. I'm going to Florida. I'm going to Tennessee. I'm going to someplace that I can keep my money." So you've got, you know, top taxpayers leaving, right, income being redistributed down to uh, Florida and to to Tennessee. 
And you've got folks that continue to say, well, we're not going to cut anything. We're just going to increase spending. And then you've got local municipalities like the town of Amherst that seem to think it's a good idea because, you know, I didn't see anybody. I didn't see uh, the supervisor of the town of Amherst uh, calling Kathy Hochul and saying, this is ridiculous. We can't afford this anymore. They just said, hey, we're not going to say a word. We're going to increase taxes by 11 percent after we get in office. And then a few months later, we'll talk about reassessing the property values. Now, apparently this was in the works in 2022. I don't care. Go back and unwork it then. Hey, we just increased taxes by 11 percent. We're going to unwork this, and we're not going to reassess everybody and change everybody from 62 percent evaluations to 100 percent, you know, because we've already whacked them with 11 percent increase. At what age uh, is somebody eligible for uh, star exemptions based on age uh, at a significant level? That's a good question. I don't know. I'll find out the answer for you. I, I okay. was trying. To, I actually have a, a tax assessor friend, and I was calling him, blowing up his phone, and he wasn't answering. I'm like, come on, <laughs> <laughs> come on, Joe, come on, Joe. But uh, I'll, I'll find that out for you. Okay, I think actually, I think it might be the same guy I know. Uh, we're talking <laughs> with Mike Lomas from the Financial Guys on News Radio 930 WBEN. But you know, Mike, when you talk about increasing people's taxes by thousands of dollars. Isn't this going to have an especially adverse impact on women and minorities? It'll have, yeah, absolutely. It'll I'm have, sorry, that's it, the it, argument we hear every time the uh, other side proposes. Uh, it will adversely affect disproportionately women and minorities. So let's yeah. let's play that card, shall we? Yeah, or, or how about uh, folks who, who aren't making a lot of money, right? It's always about helping the poor and the folks that, that, uh, that can't afford it. Well, Look at, and I said, I I said that to you before, Glenn and I are very blessed, right? We manage over a billion dollars in Western New York. So if you doubled our property taxes, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to be upset. I'm not going to be aggravated. Uh, uh, Lord knows I, you know, vent my frustrations every Saturday here on WBEN. But the fact is we can afford it and you're not changing my lifestyle, right? But if you've got a couple, you know, that are, that are, you know, each, how about teachers, you know, new teachers, they're making husband and wife, both teachers making $50,000 each. And now you're going to take their tax bill from four or $5,000 to what, 10 to 12. I, that's a big chunk of money. I, I just, and, and the problem is, is that people get stuck, right? How do you get, you right. get stuck because nobody else wants to buy that piece of property because they can't afford the taxes on it. So no, you're stuck exactly. with it. Yeah, or I mean, you've got to reassess it. You got to say, look at I thought it was worth three hundred thousand dollars, but you can only afford two hundred because your monthly payment is going to be so high in escrow because of the tax uh, burden. And, and let's face it, there are a lot of people who are only here because they are full time caregivers to their elderly parents. And when the elderly yeah. parents die, it does not make sense to stay in New York State, and it sure as hell doesn't make sense to stay in Amherst. Yeah. The, the most important thing in any community, number one, is taxes. Uh, I'm sorry. Number one is safety. And number two is taxes. Right. I always use the east side of, of Buffalo as an example. The east side of Buffalo is very cost effective. Now, if we wanted to relocate our financial office to the east side of Buffalo, we could buy that same 30,000 square foot building for a lot less than two point something million from the, the, what we paid. Right. But we don't do that because of safety. Right. So safety is number one. Taxes are number two. Uh, and uh, and and you know, but but taxes are 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 a big deal, right? And so you're 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 now you're wrapping this community with all right. We've got the east side of Buffalo, uh, right up next to Amherst. So we've got the most unsafest place in the community uh, tied up next to the most expensive place in the community. <laughs> so, 
I, it's just um, so frustrating. I, I mean, I there, there are – People there, are going to get aggravated enough to wake up and start to vote the right way. And I'm not well, saying there, Democrat there, or Republican. I'm just saying wake up and vote somebody new in, you know? There, there are taxpayers uh, – uh, there, there are tax increases and there are tax assaults. And what Amherst is doing is a tax assault. And I have it, to tell you that the people um, with whom I was speaking today at lunch and I was overhearing – and we're talking about some of them are business people, some of them are people who've lived in Amherst their entire lives and universally the feeling was I can I will no longer be able to afford to live here so when people move out uh, or their houses mysteriously burn down in a mysterious fire uh, uh, hold on uh, just for a moment uh, if you if you would Uh, Mike Lomas is with us from the uh, financial guys and uh, frankly um, I'm real concerned about this and honestly I've, I've told you this before, I can't wait to get out of New York State. Uh, it has become, for me, an absolutely unlivable place. And I'm sorry if you don't like it when I say that. Well, why don't you go ahead and move? Because I have family responsibilities, but once those family responsibilities are over, I need to get out. I can't take it anymore. The politics of this state, the taxes of this state, and I can do my show from anywhere if I want to continue to work. And I'm not sure what that, <laughs> I'm not sure if I do or not. Uh, but anyway, some would call this work. Uh, Mike Lomas is with us from the Financial Guys. You can listen uh, to him uh, tomorrow and his very own radio show on this radio station. What time, Mike? Uh, one to three each every Saturday, and uh, you're going to take uh, you're going to hang on till after the news and take some phone calls from folks, right? And give people some uh, guidance and advice, or do you have uh, hot, you, have, you have hot and heavy plans uh, that you got to be out of here at four thirty? No, no, I'm good. I can I can stay with you. Uh, I'm not a tax assessor, but I'll do my best. And uh, I certainly see you know what, I, the number one part of our homework when somebody new comes into our office is we want a snapshot of your current expenses. And the reason is, is because to me, retirement is very simple, right? It means I can still pay my bills, but I'm not going to work anymore. And so your bills just got a little bit more expensive in the town of Amherst. Well, and, but and they're going to become ridiculously expensive. And, yep. you know, Mike, I got to tell you, uh, with this new assessment and new tax bill, um, Amherst will chase me out. Williamsville will chase me out. I don't need to live there. And Maybe, it, it just, Tom, but... But the fear is, what if your house now gets is, is what what if it's worth a lot less, right? And that's the the other problem that happens when yep. you start having massive tax increases. Is you know people have budgets. They come to our firm and they'll say, "What can I afford on a monthly basis to buy?" Well, part of that budgeting is look at here's the house you can afford and here's the taxes you can afford, right? And if the taxes are so high, you afford less house. And people say, "Boy, I'd really like to buy Tom's house. I know he's leaving for Florida." But Tom's house was worth three hundred thousand. I can't afford that. I can only afford two hundred thousand because the taxes are so high. So you know, look at uh, uh, look across the country. Look at look at Florida right now. Right, uh, property values are going up. Why have they been going up? Well, because taxes are a lot less. Right, so people can afford more houses. The positive to that is that now you have equity in your house. The government's not taking that money. You are taking that money. If you want to open up a pizzeria and you now have more equity in your house, you can go to the bank and say, I'm going to borrow some money based on the equity in my house. The bank says, okay, great, right? There's just huge economic opportunities that that get spun off from having value that you keep as opposed to the government. 
Um, Mike Lomas is going to stay with us, and if you have questions, he's a lot better with uh, money than am I, and uh, he's going to be with us, and the phone number on WBEN is 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. And, you know, I think I think of the people who, you know, just plunked down their $1.2 million for their house on the hill overlooking Wegmans or their brand-new uh, restaurant property on Main Street, and I think to myself, good Lord, how are you? You're going to have to increase prices dramatically to pay the note on the building you just erected. First, you got hit with COVID. Now you're being hit with Culpavid. I, I think this is absolutely ridiculous. And look, guys, I, I, I hate to say it, but my advice to any young person listening to this show, get out of New York State. Get out of New York State. Do not put down roots here. Do not commit to here. This is a losing proposition. And the more high-income people who move out, guess who's going to make up for that? You are. And we'll take calls for Mike Lomas. And honestly, uh, with this new assessment and higher taxes in Amherst, I honestly don't know how a lot of people I know who are not exactly eating cat food can even afford to stay in Amherst and have anything like the lifestyle they currently have. If you're paying $8,000 more a year in taxes, when that hot water tank goes, now well, there's two grand out the window. Uh, you want to help your kids through college, good luck with that. Um, it's, it's becoming unlivable. And in my opinion, this whole state is becoming unlivable in so many ways. And it's a damn shame. It's 28 minutes after 4. Mike Lomas and I will continue with your calls after news on News Radio 930 WBEN. All right, so uh, if you live in Amherst, you're screwed, basically, because uh, your property is now going to be assessed at 100% of market value at a time when real estate values are higher than they've been in a long time, and the rate is also going to go up. So you are going to be looking at uh, thousands of dollars, many thousands of dollars more a year that you're going to be paying to the town of Amherst. And to me, this is absolutely unacceptable. Um, And it's like the only thing that gets people's attention, it seems, is peaceful civil unrest. You know, like the George Floyd protests, mostly peaceful protests. That seems to get politicians' attention. Uh, Town board meetings do not. Mike Lomas is with us from the Financial Guys on uh, News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, Mike, I know you're a financial guy and not a political strategist, but uh, how do people uh, make their voices heard effectively? Because clearly the town board meetings are not a place to effectively be heard. Um, What should people do? I mean, we've heard about uh, pitchforks and torches. Mm -hmm. I I don't – I mean, I I don't see – uh, I mean, there, there are many things that I can think of uh, within, of course, the law uh, that might be done to get the message through to the town of Amherst elected officials. Yeah, well, the first thing I'd say is get involved politically, right? I mean, you know, get involved. Go to some of these meetings. Find out who's, you know, pushing their agendas and and see if you can help some of these good candidates that are out there that are that are doing the right thing. You know, we do have some people that show up every year to try to fight the good fight. And, uh, you know, the last uh, um, Fallen Cars versus Chrissy Casillo, right, the uh, county executive race, 
can't tell you how many people were complaining about they didn't like how Mark was running the county, blah, blah. And I'll say, did you show up to any of Chrissy's events? I mean, even if you didn't have money, Chrissy was looking for volunteers, could have called her and said, hey, can I hand out flyers? Can I do this? Right. I mean, you got to get involved. I, I don't know what the answer is, Tom. Though. Honestly, it's so frustrating. And it's just it does get to the point where you're like, you know what? Nobody seems to care. It's the same old, same old. You know, all the, the, the town of Amherst seems all upset. We'll see if next time around they actually vote differently. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know. Just everybody gets upset and then nobody seems to do anything. And it, it really does. At some point you just say, you know what, I'm not going to fight it anymore. I'll just move to Florida. I've had enough. You know, right. it's at, some, at some point you feel like Custer is surrounded by the Native Americans. Like at some yeah. point you got to know when you're outnumbered <laughs> and when it just ain't going to happen for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you tell pay me it. something. I mean, I like, gotta be like honest, a, we're we're already doing that. Uh, we have two offices down in uh, in South Florida, uh, and I, I shouldn't say we got three. Uh, we got a small satellite office on the other side, and we'll have more. We're going to open probably in Tampa. We'll be in uh, Jacksonville. I mean, that's where the growth is going to be, and you know we're going to go to where the money's welcome, and we're going to be here forever. You said something before about you know these left wing nut jobs that say, "Well, you should just go then." Okay, well. We, we, you know, worked 60 hours a week and built up this company. We were here because our family was here. I wanted to raise my kids so they knew who grandma and grandpa were and my, my sisters. And, you know, that was important to me. Uh, so we'll just throw away all this hard work and just leave and, and leave it back for you, for you liberals to redistribute, I guess. You know, it's so, so beyond frustrating. But money is going to go where it's welcome. It's like water. And it's going to find, you know, hey, it, it, here's the thing. Today, technology has made it so much easier to be able to relocate, reallocate, or relocate yourself, and and do and live your life, right? So yeah. I always say, I mean, my my cousin Ricky, this is years ago. This is about thirty years ago, thirty five years ago. He moved to Tampa, and you would have thought he was leaving for Afghanistan. I mean, the family was like, "Oh my gosh, we're not going to see him again." But there was a lot of truth to that. I mean, we used to huddle around my grandmother's phone at Sunday night because, right. you know, remember after five o'clock, it was cheaper to call people. <laughs> and my grandmother would say, look, at it's still not free. So, you know, get off the phone. And, but the, the communication barrier was was it was so expensive. And and now it's like, OK, Tom's down in in, uh, in Florida. I'll just FaceTime you. I'll see you more than I see you than I was able to see you before. Right. And so yep. those barriers are coming down, including being able to fly back and forth. You know, my wife and I have a credit card, Southwest credit card. We get points. I basically fly, fly for free. So as those barriers continue to co- go down and it gets more and more easier to just be able to communicate and talk to people, you're, you're going to see more and more people say, I'm just sick and tired of it. And guess what? I'll FaceTime you every day. I'll see you every day. But I'm not I'm not doing it anymore. Again, the frustrating part here is this is so ridiculous when you start to talk about reassessing people from 62% to 100%, I just don't know where property values are going to go. And I think there's going to be a lot of people stuck with, I wanted to move down to Florida, but I can't afford to take a $100,000 loss on my house. I can't afford to take a $200,000 loss on my house. Yeah, I mean, we're getting, I mean, we're getting screwed uh, five ways to Sunday. Just out of curiosity, why does Amherst need this money? And why does Amherst need so much more money right now? Yeah, well, apparently they're they're doing some some projects at Westwood, and and uh, you know they'll say that it's inflation, right? Well, I got to be honest with you. The first thing we do when anybody comes in with a financial plan is we look at inflation. And I can't tell you how many times folks come in and say, "Hey, Mike, I'm okay. I'm living on my social security, and I've got my pension, 
and I'm making about $4,000 a month, and I'm spending $4,000 a month. And the first thing we'll do is say, let's go back in time a little bit, and what happens if we go through another period like we did two years ago where all of a sudden milk and cookies go up by another 25%, and guess what? They decide to fix Social Security by not giving you raises anymore, right? Now you do need the money. So my point is we're doing the proper planning, and anybody that we elect as an official should either be reaching out to people like Glenn and me, and we've got certified financial planners and chartered financial analysts at our office, and say, hey, look, can I, can I pick your brain about this? You know, if we're going to do a project, you know, I don't want to get hit with inflation in the future where all of a sudden I'm going to go have to go back to the taxpayers and, and you know, increase everything by 11 or 12 or 30 or 40 percent, right? Uh, That's is, bad management either way. If they didn't analyze nuts. inflation, they didn't consider it, then they should be fired. Uh, let's uh, take some calls. Mike Lomas is with us. You can listen to the Financial Guys radio show 1 to 3 on Saturdays. Marcella is in Amherst on WBEN. Welcome to the show. Your question or comment for Mike Lomas. Hi, uh, Mike. For the people that don't understand, because I'm one of those, Coppola posted that the new assessments are not going to impact your property taxes. And that's based on his last line in his mailing. And it says, remember, property assessments do not raise more tax revenue. Assessment equity improvement projects ensure proper owners are only paying their fair share of the tax burden. No more, no less. How does the 2025 budget impact property taxes possibly going up or down is question one. And then question two is, doesn't the town have accountants and where are those accountants where they're checking this budget and balancing the budget? Thank you for the call, Marcella. Second point first, um, Mike Lomas did offer uh, to go line by line through the Amherst budget. I don't know that he ever heard from Brian Culpa having made the offer on the show. Uh, No, shocker. The the first part of the question, uh, Brian Culpa's uh, statement. Yeah, well, well, why do it then? Why would, why would you bother changing the assessment from 62 to 100% if it's not going to do anything to bring in any different tax revenue? So why would you do that, right? Does that make any sense to anybody? I would say that if you really believe that, whatever you're smoking, I want you to bring it to 305 Spindrift, where our office is, because I'd like to borrow some of it. Because there wow. is absolutely zero reason why you would reassess things. Why would you do all that, right? I mean, doesn't he have other things going on? Uh, that 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 he would say, I, I'm going to take time out of my day to change all these systems and reassess everything. And, and by the way, he, you've got to know that people like uh, you and I are going to go to the town and say, I'm going to fight this assessment, right? I mean, the amount of work that's going to have to be done and the amount of fights. So I, I just don't buy it. I mean, you're reassessing the properties in a, in a time where real estate is at an all-time high, right? If real estate was at an all-time low, you might be able to say, look, it, we're going from 62% to 100%, but we are going to look at the property values. And your house that went from $300,000, we're going to assume that's now $200,000. I would bet my left leg that they're not going to decrease the amount that they think your house is worth. <laughs> I, um, I just, I, again, whatever they're smoking, I want it. <laughs> because wow. uh, it's not adding up to me. You struck me as more of a martini man, but uh, <laughs> people do surprise me. Uh, Thomas is in Williamsville. Tomas, you're on WBEN with Mike Lomas of the Financial Guys. Hello. 
Hello, can you hear me? Go ahead, please. Hello. Okay, um, so I moved here about uh, five years ago and have a beautiful sprawling woods behind my property and have since discovered that uh, there's going to be a, a very large um, house uh, project built, uh, 125 patio homes, I think, put in. Um, I would think that that would increase the tax base there. Uh, but yeah. uh, I don't know if that's taken into account. Um, yeah, I, I, also, again, um, I'm not a. This, would, this is not what I do for a living, but I will tell you that the pot, there's some some huge tax benefits that these patio homes get, and uh, and they and you know again there's all these friends and family plans. My guess is, by the way, and again I I bet my left leg, so I'm going to bet my right leg. I would bet that you're going to see some companies uh, come in and get some friends and family plans and. You know they'll get some tax breaks. I would I would bet that it won't be the financial guys just because of the way we think politically. So I, I don't I'm not even going to bother. I'm right. going to fight to get my assessment. But uh, to your point, I mean, you look at Amherst. You look at the development that's going on in Amherst, and I think Tom, you were talking about this before. The fact that 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 we're talking about massive tax increases is just unbelievable to me. I mean, beyond mismanaged. And when and when I hear politicians, specifically Democrat politicians, tell me that, well, it's Albany, it's inflation. Well, if it's Albany, those are your friends. You should be fighting for us. You should be all over the news saying we're going to Albany and we're going to scream and yell and fight because this is ridiculous. They're not doing any of that. They're not no. doing any of that. In fact, Thomas, the thank you increase- for the call. Sorry, Tom, the tax Thomas, increase. Thank- Sorry, Tom, I'm cutting off, buddy. (laughs) I I beg your pardon. But, no, I mean, Erie County is a place where illegal immigrants are not a crisis situation, are not an emergency, but a solar eclipse could be. I mean, (laughs) seriously, what the actual, you know what. I'm waiting for the vaccine for that. I I just haven't heard about it yet. Yeah, encouraging businesses to shut down for the eclipse. That makes a lot of sense because if we're going to have a million people in town, uh, where are they supposed to eat? Where are they, where are they supposed yeah. to uh, grab something to eat? I mean, I don't understand the way this county is run. I don't understand the way the state is run. I don't uh, – and and town, the town of Amherst is making it uh, – let's put it this way. It, there, there comes a point in every life where the straw breaks the camel's back and I'm afraid this one is bringing the dromedary to its knees in a big way. Mike Lomas of the Financial Guys does a radio show right here, uh, one until three every Saturday on News Radio 930 WBEN, and he's our guest uh, for a few minutes more. Joe in Amherst, you are on. Hello. Hi, Tom. Hi, uh, uh, Mike. I have uh, my my question isn't real complicated. I bought a house in Amherst six years ago as a retirement gift for myself and my wife. What a mistake that was. And at the time when I bought it, it it was assessed at 100%. They were already doing that. How will this affect affect me? Will I I get caught in this again? No, it shouldn't shouldn't change. If you're assessed at 100%, you'll stay at 100%. The the value of the house changed, right? well, 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 that's the question, right? I mean, so... Now, do they send an assessor out to say, hey, look, you're valued at 100%, but what is that 100%, right? I mean, real estate, you know, you bought that six years ago. As of today, I'm assuming that property value has gone up pretty handsomely, right? So your neighbors have probably sold for much. 
much higher values, right? So, you know, what is what is that assessment? And that's going to be the real question. I I hope people I I, I hope people you know load into town hall. I mean, they need to go in there screaming because you know nobody seems to care. It, it just maybe this is what it takes to get people to start to get off their butts. That doesn't that doesn't relaxing. seem to work either. This 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 guy that's down there now, it's like he's deaf. You know, yeah. all he does is scream back. I mean, no, no, they, they nobody don't seems. You know, but, uh, Tom brought up a good point before, right? So Mark Policars is the leader of this county. We've got right. what I would say is a, is a crisis, right? I mean, you've got it, taxes that have gone up 11 point something percent, and now they're talking about reassessing you from 62 to 100 percent. To me, the, if I'm the county executive, I got to figure out a plan. I mean, look at Amherst is the economic backbone of our community. It's not the city of Buffalo. All the financial planning firms are not in the city of Buffalo. There's some there, but the majority of them are in are in you know Amherst, the accounting firms. Amherst, right? right I mean, right. it is the backbone of our community. And instead, they had a lunch and learn about why, if you're a business owner, you should shut down for the eclipse. I mean, to me, <laughs> I, I, I can't think of more uh, uh, just incompetent leadership. Uh, I mean, first Bunch of all, of idiots. Leave my business alone. Don't tell me when to shut down and when to open. You know, I can do that, right? Especially, you know, coming from somebody who's never run a business. And when you talk about the leadership in this state, it is run by incompetent people who couldn't run a lemonade stand. These are all people who have never run their own business. You know, whether it's uh, Mark Polencars is an example, right? Mark is never worried about payroll or, you know, how do I take out a loan or how am I going to pay this in the future or, hey, look, there's not money in the right. bank account, but I still got payroll coming, right? They don't care. And proof is if he cared right. one cent about the taxpayers, we wouldn't be having a lunch and learn about the eclipse. He would be Joe, all over you. the news talking about how to fight this. Joe, thank you very much uh, for the call. Uh, Mike, what, what do we do? Because, uh, frankly, this idea that, well, if you surrender and move, you're a coward. Um, it doesn't hold water because our lives have an expiration date, okay? Uh, none of us know how long we're going to live. And the chance of New York State or the town of Amherst changing tectonically in the next five years, 10 years, 20 years, and New York State changing is, is pretty small. So at some point, yeah. you got to realize that there is no battle to be had. You're going to lose to New York City and Albany every time. So it's time to bail. It really is. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. Look, at, for a long time, Glenn and I always talked about the tipping point. The tipping point is when you have over 50% of the population taking out of the system as opposed to contributing to the system, and, and we're well over that at this point in, in New York State, right? You've got 21% of the state on welfare. So when you drive around in your car, take a trip from Buffalo to uh, Albany, and, and just look on the thruway, and every 10 cars, two of them are on welfare, right? Uh, some of them are on pensions. You know, deservably so. They earn those pensions, right? But that money's coming back out of the system. And the contributors, the folks that are putting money into the system, are saying, I'm sick and tired of paying the bills. I've had enough, Right. And, and so, look, you said before, every young kid, look, if you have the opportunity to get out and relocate, get out, get out, don't, don't pay, don't pay for these folks. And don't, don't, you know, don't be the sucker over the next 20 to 30 years, right? I think the only hope this state has is a bankruptcy. And I'm not saying that's going to fix it, because a lot of people tell me, Mike, well, the same people will be in, yes, but you would hope if we went into some kind of a bankruptcy that the bondholders 
would say, look it, we're not going to give you any more money for any projects, whether it's roads or bridges, unless you can prove you can pay some of this. And then you just start to have a massive dismantling of government at all different levels. I, yeah. I don't see any other way for it to change, right? The I just only, don't. The only, I tell you, Mike, the only reason I'm here at this point is my mother. And once my mother's yeah. no longer with us, it makes no sense to be here. No. Um, you I, know, the, I, the, I th- shame of it, the, the shame of it, Tom, is that look at the natural resources that we have, right? I, I with, with Between Lake Erie, you know, Lake Ontario, Niagara Falls, right? Ellicottville, right? Just beautiful places. And they've, they've absolutely destroyed it. And if you don't think it can get worse, do yourself a favor and, and take a trip to California because it can. Uh, encouraging words. Uh, Mike, uh, they say Mississippi is not a bad place to live, uh, Tupelo in particular. Uh, my daughter's looking at Old Miss and Auburn. So Outstanding. there you go. Mike, uh, thanks very much. I appreciate your time uh, in, incredibly. You're the best, Tom. Thank uh, you, buddy. W-B-E-N. Well, I'm, no, I'm mediocre. Bellevue is the best. I'm simply <laughs> mediocre. Uh, thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Mike Lomas on uh, News Radio 930 WBEN. I want to continue talking about this in the 5 o'clock hour. And, like, I don't like talking about it because I know it's a downer. But at what point is it time to bail? And, again, I will tell you in all honesty, I – I'm my mother's full-time caregiver, okay? That's what I do. When I talk about the balls I'm juggling, that's it. Once my mother is no longer in the picture, it just doesn't make sense from, for my wife and I to stay here. She can work from anywhere. I can work from anywhere. And New York State can kiss my income tax goodbye, and hers as well. She's not eating cat food either. All right, loves, welcome. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Want to thank uh, Mike Lomas for joining us on the WBEN Trocare College live line uh, in the previous hour of the program. And Lisa Polizzi, our boss, for joining us the opening two hours of the program. I don't usually have a lot of guests on, and things just kind of worked out that way today. So, uh, the final part of the program, uh, I want your telephone calls on uh, WBEN. Um, basically, this uh, Amherst thing, uh, on a personal level, uh, it has me very concerned because I live in the village of Williamsville, which is part of the town of Amherst, and they're going to start assessing my property at 100% of value, uh, and it's never been worth more money, uh, so it's kind of a skewed value. And then as they increase the taxes on that property, the actual value of the property will not be what it is today because there will be fewer buyers who want the property because uh, I'm conceivably looking at many thousands of dollars extra every year I'm going to have to set aside for the tax ban. This is money I will not be using to buy appliances. It's money I will not be using to hire people who do various uh, services for me. Um, it's money that is being sucked from my checking account and deposited into the town of Amherst. And for what? For what? And as one of our callers said, do they not have accountants at the town of Amherst? If I were the supervisor of Amherst, first thing I would do is uh, call the financial guys and say, you guys do a lot of work for the public, pro bono publico, right? Pro bono for free. I'd like you to go over the budget, and I want you to I want you to pick it apart, and I want savings. I want you to come up with some savings for the taxpayer, and then pass them on to the taxpayer. Um, <clears throat> that would be the first thing I would do. 
the uh, second thing I would do uh, would probably be to uh, – I can't say what, I, what I'm thinking. Uh, read my mind. Uh, but anyway, uh, my my question to you is, I mean, because, see, I, I do, obviously, this radio station, it doesn't just uh, hit Amherst. And, and by the way, it's interesting because the radio station building is located in Amherst. So the people who own the building, they're going to be hit with an increased uh, amount of money they're going to be paying to the town of Amherst. What, do you think that they're just going to soak it up? Uh, you think it's going to come out of their end? No, they'll have to pass on the prices to their customers, and that would be people like WBEN and everybody else who has office space in the complex. Um, and the restaurants of Amherst. Um, they are, I mean, what do you think they're going to do? If they're paying many thousands of dollars extra per year in taxes to the town of Amherst, do you really think that they're going to suck it up and take the loss? No, they're going to pass it on to you, and they're going to pass it on to you in the form of increased prices for what you eat. And the higher the prices go, for many of you, that is going to put you out of the going out to dinner a lot business because they're going to have to increase prices dramatically to make up for the increase in taxes they're going to be paying in the town of Amherst. And there are tax increases and there are tax assaults. And this is an assault on the taxpayers of the town of Amherst. And furthermore... Ladies and gentlemen, um, it is a situation where, um, and I'm glad Mike Lomas brought this up, where the higher the taxes go on your property, when you go to sell your property, you are going to lose value of your property because everybody shops with a budget. Almost everybody shops with a budget. And they're going to put the property taxes into consideration in terms of what they can afford on a monthly basis. So you increase the amount of money somebody buying your property is going to have to pay in taxes. Well, guess what? They're probably not going to pay it. They'll probably look in other places like charming villages like Hamburg, East Aurora. Uh, who knows? Maybe the city of North Tonawanda, which has kind of a villagey feel to it in a way. Um this this whole thing is uh, it's it's a mess, but it it goes it goes beyond um, an Amherst situation. It really does. And at the risk of uh, being one of the most unpopular people in Western New York, first of all, um, I hope you realize that there are many radio people you hear on the air in Buffalo who are not broadcasting from Buffalo. Okay, there's one guy on an FM station who kind of started the trend. Many of the voices you hear are not originating in Buffalo. There are people who lived in Buffalo for a long time, but now they live elsewhere. And they were chased out of the area for various reasons. Uh, Some of them by love, some of them because of the confiscatory taxes of New York State or the politics of New York State. And... I, my, I, I have so many questions that I want to ask you, and I, I guess the, the most general question I can throw out there is, is New York State, has New York State become unlivable for you? Has it become unlivable for you? 
And I, I hate to say this because it automatically opens me up to a whole bunch of criticism from the cha- what I call the Chamber of Commerce cheerleader types. Oh, the Four Seasons. Aren't you going to miss the Four Seasons? To be very honest with you, no, I will not miss six months of gloom and clouds. Thank you. In fact, I will rather be happy to be away from it. Um, the people of the area are terrific in western New York. However, the voters of the area um, are seriously in need of some kind of education on the fact that their votes have a direct impact on the fact that their kids are no longer living in western New York and have moved on to places like Kentucky, Tennessee, South Carolina, Mississippi, Alabama even, uh, and, and Florida. And, yeah, you know what, Florida... Florida is a very appealing place. However, there is no paradise. Um, in Florida, you might not pay a state income tax. Well, you don't pay a state income tax, but your homeowner's insurance is going to be much higher in Florida than it is in western New York, and your automobile insurance is going to be much higher in Florida than it is going to be in western New York uh, because of things like mm, hurricanes. Um, We don't really have anything that's going to eat you in uh, western New York, whereas in Florida, if you see a body of water anywhere in the state, assume that it's got water moccasins in it and assume it has alligators in it. That's one assumption you must make when you move to Florida. Um, But my question is, where are you at right now in your thought process? Are, are you giving serious thought? Because you, you don't think this is going to start a stop in the town of Amherst, do you? Uh, you know that other places, and I, look, I hate to do political shows. I can't stand doing political shows. But other places that are run by a certain political party, to the exclusion of all other political parties, are going to look at Amherst and say, wow. They're, they're, they're assessing at 100% of market value, and they're raising, their, they're raising their rates. Why can't we do the same thing? Because we need money, too. Um, and you know it's, it's going to spread like a contagion. Um, we live in a county where the Erie County executive refuses. I mean, this, to me, this just sums up the idiocy of, of Erie County and the place in which we live. He refuses to declare a state of emergency over illegals in our community who, by the way, are making absolute messes of the hotels in which they are staying. And the people running the hotels don't want you there to take pictures of what of all the trash, all the garbage and the, the fact that it looks like crap. The where these migrants are staying uh, has basically been turned into a giant dumpster and they have hotel employees, motel employees, chasing you away so you can't take pictures to show people just how bad it is. So we have a county executive who does not consider illegal immigrants to be a uh, security issue or a state of emergency issue, but is actually talking to businesses about maybe you should shut down on the day of the eclipse. Maybe that would be a good idea. And folks, can we just think about how stupid that is? If you have a million people, supposedly, coming to western New York to see the, no doubt, cloudy skies of April 8th, uh, but if you, <laughs> if, if you have a million people coming here, it's an opportunity for restaurant owners, people in the service industry at all levels, ownership, 
down to the dishwashers to make some money off of the tourists. So you're telling businesses to basically turn their back on the tourists who will come here who will need to be fed, who will need to be able to buy gasoline. It, it, do you not get how stupid this area is? And I, I'm sorry, but as, I, as I've said, and I, I should actually get a round of applause from you on this one, um, my mother's 90 years old. And uh, in addition to my other responsibilities in life, I am her full-time caregiver. And it's the most rewarding thing I've ever done. It's also the most exhausting thing I've ever done. But once my mother is out of the picture, I will tell you there is no reason why I need to live in western New York or in New York State. None. I don't like the weather. We've talked about this before. I don't like the six months of gloom. Um, And I certainly don't like the politics. And I don't like the tax situation in New York State. And uh, I I think I will be happier somewhere else where I feel like I'm a free citizen as opposed to just a big, giant breast from which the state sucks as much milk as it possibly can. Um, I identify as a woman today, so that's why I referred to myself as a mammal producing milk from my mammary glands. Um, Thanks for the mammaries. (laughs) 803-0930. Thought we'd nip that in the bud. Uh, 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. Okay, uh, it is Bowerly, and I want your telephone calls probably a little late in this half hour to call, unless you really enjoy being on hold for 10 minutes, and I don't blame you if you're not really into that, because it's not my bag either. Oh, my goodness. So today, I, I don't know if this has happened to you, uh, one of one of my biggest annoyances in life is telephonic communications these days between the artificial intelligence and between the press one for this, press two for that. Oh, our menu options have recently changed, even though they haven't. And would you be willing to stay on hold for a short survey following the call? No, thank you. My time is a little bit more valuable than that. Not if you're not going to pay me. Oh, maybe you'll send me a dollar in the mail. Yeah, I fill those surveys out. A dollar is certainly worth a half hour of my time. So anyway, sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, what advice would you give to young people in, in western New York? And what are your plans for either staying here or not staying here? I mean, my property is uh, mostly in Amherst. And what the town is going to do is basically deflate the value of my property tremendously. It's going to reduce the number of potential buyers of my property when I list it and when I sell it. And it's going to be very, very unfortunate because obviously when you move somewhere else, uh, you need money to buy a place uh, in which to live. Now, the people of the area... Uh, I think are super cool. The people of Western New York, are, I think, are the coolest in in the land that I've experienced. The local music scene in Western New York is absolutely sensational. But you know what? Neither of those things are enough to offset the negatives of living in New York State, and especially Brian Culpa's Amherst, which is about to fleece its citizens until they are 
until they're drained of every drop of blood. Um, your advice to young people, and I'll be very frank, and again, I know this isn't going to win me a lot of friends um, because we do have a lot of people who are Chamber of Commerce cheerleaders, rah, 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 uh, four seasons, you don't like it, get out, da-da-da. I, I get that. I, I understand that. But I, I have told my kids in no uncertain terms, before you become established, get out of this area. This area does not want you. It does not want the way you think. This area, meaning New York State, will gouge you every chance it can. This area will continue to enact anti-firearms and anti-freedom laws as much as it possibly can. This state will continue to welcome illegals. This state will absolutely, along with many others, allow illegals to vote in the election. And think about it. If you don't have a voter ID requirement, why wouldn't the illegals be voting? Why wouldn't they? And if you drive by any place where they're storing the illegals, they look like giant cesspools of garbage. You know, you think getting off the 33 at Grinder's bad? You ought to see around these hotels. They're disgusting. But Mark Polencars doesn't want to address that. Uh, again, let's not have a state of emergency for illegals, but let's consider a state of emergency for a freaking eclipse. What is this, caveman times? Does he think it's going to snatch his soul? Not that he has one. 803-0930 is the, uh, yes, Mark Polinkars has no soul, just so you know. 803-0930. In fact, I think he is actually artificial intelligence. I don't think he's actually a living human being. I think he's actually AI. 803-0930 is the uh, phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. And to those who say, well, that's the coward's way out. You're going to abandon the fight. You know what? Sometimes you got to know when you ain't going to win a fight, okay? If I stepped into a ring with Mike Tyson, guess what? I'm going to step out again as fast as I possibly can because I know I'm going to die. And that's the way I feel in, in trying to change things in New York State. Like, it is never going to happen. It just gets worse and worse. And here locally, with this Amherst tax situation, it's just a, it's an unlivable, untenable situation. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. All right, loves, welcome. It is uh, Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. So we talked to uh, Mike Lomas of the Financial Guys about the uh, ridiculous Amherst tax increase, which I don't, I don't see how it isn't going to cost you thousands of extra dollars just to live in Amherst, New York. And it's almost like the straw that broke the camel's back or brought the dromedary to its knees, if you want to be more poetic. 803-0930 is the phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. And uh, the other question I have is, do you believe your politicians listen to you? Do you think they care what you have to think? And the only thing they care about is Election Day. And if you have the letter D after your name in this area, you are going to win. And things might have been different had Mickey Kearns not committed a grievous, unforced error when he was going against Melissa Hartman. Uh, Things might have been different, but eh, they are what they are. Uh, Donna is in uh, Williamsville. Donna, you're on WBEN. Hello. Hi, thank you. Yes, um, as I told your screener, 
I was concerned because I heard on Channel 4 News that a third of the people's taxes will go up, a third will stay the same, and a third will decrease. And I said, if everyone's going from 62 to 100, doesn't take a rocket scientist to say, how can that be? <laughs> so I called Amherst, and the lady told me, well, that's our guest, the lady that answered the phone. So then I actually wrote to Brian because I have a relationship with him, a business relationship. And he said to me, and I'd like Mike Lomas to address this tomorrow, um, he said probably about one-third is currently fully assessed due to sale or an addition or something. And my thought would be they're probably over-assessed because the market was so hot. So are they going to get their money back? Um, Therefore, uh, he says that this will drop their taxes. Either way, my plan is just to cut the tax levy and lower the overall amount we receive in tax. I have no idea what that, how that could be. So that's all uh, I really want to say. Well, let, let's put it let's put it this way. What does your common sense tell you about Culpa's response? And what does your common sense tell you about the idea that you have two of the nation's premier financial money managers who offered to go line by line through the Amherst right. budget, and Brian Culpa never availed himself of those services? What does that tell you? No, it's a shame because we all want to make it work, but obviously some want to make it work and some don't. That's what I come to the conclusion, having lived here for four generations. So, but what I mean, I think the larger question, though, Donna, is what are you going to do? Because I think I've made it pretty clear. I'm at the breaking point now. I'm at the point where, you know what, it just it isn't it is no longer worth it. And once my mother dies, um, yeah. I, there's just there's no point in my being here. None. Right. Well, that's a good point, and I think that a lot of people are thinking that way, and so maybe Brian will have to be the last one to turn the lights out. I don't know. You know. Uh, what, what, well, what, what do you plan on doing? I'm, I'm curious because, obviously, this is of great concern to you, four generations. I mean, I, yeah. I can go back to the 1820s in yeah. Williamsville if I really want to, yeah. um, but uh, either, there, just, there comes a point where yeah. it just it isn't doable anymore it's just it's not doable it's not enjoyable uh and i don't really care about the people oh you're giving up the fight you're giving it up well you know what at some point i think you're winning i think you're winning by doing what's right for you and that's what i would say that i'm going to do whatever in time is right for me i will do and that's what everyone should do because they should vote with their feet well, and they have been. I mean, New York State has experienced this massive decline in population. But what really, again, what, what what bothers me and I think what should bother you is the idea that right now, if you were to list your house, you're going to get top dollar for it. After this assessment is 100% and prospective buyers come in and they see all the stuff on the dining room table and they look at your total taxes, they're going to say, you know what? Elma looks a hell of a lot better than Amherst does, except you have to take yeah. your trash to the dump. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't have an answer to that, you know, because, um, uh, you know, honestly, I'm shocked by all the behavior, starting with the LED lights that could have been just huh. done by National Grid as part of the overall service National Grid provides. So why we went $50 million in debt is criminal. All I can say. Uh, I, but, okay, what, what are your thoughts? I, I, I really, I mean, obviously you've put a lot of uh, mental um, nose-to-the-grindstone uh, thought behind this. What are your thoughts as to why these people 
continually get elected when they have shown themselves to be absurdly incompetent to the point where if if you had these people working for you at a, at a gas station, you'd fire them. Yeah, it, it befuddles me because I, I guess they're not as interested in following the facts as you are or as I am. So, well, do, do you do you believe do you believe that the local politicians I mean, forget about the national ones because they clearly couldn't give a rat's ass about you. But do you do you believe that your local politician uh, in Williamsville or in Amherst, do you think that they really care what you think? I think they use intimidation to scare you if you don't agree with them. That's what I think. And why do you think that? It's happened to a lot of my friends. Uh, in what way? In the way that, uh, you know, they, they pay for it through um, uh, fear factors by um, not giving permits when people want them. Just, you know, whatever power they have, they use to their advantage. Oh, or they, they abuse uh, to their advantage. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's a shame. It's really a shame. It's a beautiful area. As you said, there's beautiful people. But I think a lot of people, to your point, have reached the tipping point. And I, I hope that it – I always have hope because I'm a positive person that it can be, uh, I don't know, saved or something like that. But, you know. I don't I'm, think – you know what? I, I don't think – I honestly don't think it can be. And what basically – one of the points I'm trying to make here is you are up against a clock. Okay. You have X number of productive years ahead of you. And yeah. and basically, if you've only got 20 years of productive life ahead of you, do you really think, no matter how hard you fight, no matter how hard you lobby, that things are going to change that markedly in 20 years to make this a livable place once again? No, probably not. Um, probably not, but... You know, a lot of these things have happened recently that have really put people over the edge. So I would say that, uh, you know, maybe wait and see what happens with people because, you know, the population, I think the average age is about 62. And uh, maybe those people will retire elsewhere. I don't know. Maybe this will push them to retire elsewhere. I don't know. Well, okay. It's funny you mention that because that's something that always got me. When we were going to school, and I don't know how old you are, and I don't need to know how old you are, none of my business. But when we were going to school, I can remember certain teachers saying, okay, kids, you have to go home and you have to tell your parents to vote for the school budget or else, God forbid, we're going to adopt a contingency budget. And, oh, of course, we didn't really thanks. quite know what a contingency budget was. You know, you won't have textbooks. You're going to be carrying Rosetta Stones home with you every <laughs> single night. Um, and and, and when, I, when I realized that the same teachers, when we were going to school, who said, vote yes for this tax increase. My goodness, we have to have the money or you're never going to learn to read or write. Of course, they managed to do it in South Carolina, Alabama, Mississippi, Florida, Texas, etc. Um and where do these people go, even though their pensions are state tax-free, state pensions are state tax-free, right. where do they go to retire? They go to low-tax states. I mean, yeah. it, it, to me, that's just the height of hypocrisy. Uh, let's make sure that uh, my salary is paid. Let's make sure that the school budget passes. But when it's my turn to contribute to the pot, 
I'm off to North Carolina with my tax-free New York State pension. I, right. you know what? It's just it's total hypocrisy. And I know. Am, am I just answer me something, Donna? Am I bothering you by being so outspoken about the fact that this area has become unlivable, and with this Amherst scheme, it will. It, it's it's really it's the breaking point for me. No, I think that everybody's entitled to their own opinion. And as I said before, you vote with your feet. So everybody should do what's right for them. And I think that you're right in saying that I think this is going to motivate a lot of people to really uh, make a move. That's what I would say. I was going to wait to sell my house, and I actually think I'll put it on the market within a few months, (laughs) honestly. Because. I might as well. I might as well get maximum value out of it while I can. I can live in a storage unit just as well as I can my house. Uh, well, live yeah, in my car. Got- my oh, but, my uh, car is going to be worth more than my house by the time Culp is done. Um, thank you very much. I uh, I appreciate thank the. You for your time. Uh, oh no! Thank you for your call. It is I who thank, thank you. Eight zero three zero nine thirty is the phone number. Star nine thirty on the cell phone. One eight hundred six one six W B E N. Is New York State has it become unlivable for you? Um, what is your advice to your children? And I'm sorry if this makes some of you angry, but my advice to my children has been for many years: get out of New York State. I have suggested more times than I can remember to my daughter that she start taking the bar exams in Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, South Carolina, North Carolina. I want her license to practice law in as many places as she possibly can uh, because I just don't see a future for anybody productive in New York State. And eventually, I think that what New York State is going to be in about 30 years, it's a place where anybody who made any money got the hell out, and New York State will basically be sucking on the federal government's paps in order to keep itself afloat. Because who wants to see all of that money just taken out of their paycheck before they even have a chance to spend it. How are these kids with these student loans going to possibly pay back 70000 or $150,000 when the government is coming in? They'll make home ownership pretty much a thing of the past because how many kids do you know who are going to look at a tax bill every year of $12,000, $1,000 a month and say, oh, that's affordable. It, and it, it goes beyond what you can afford, and it gets to what you are willing to pay. And I'm at that point where it's what I'm willing to pay, and I'm not willing to pay uh, the kind of money uh, that it is going requ- to be required to live in New York State, uh, and, and specifically uh, the town of Amherst. And like I said, um, I'm just a lot more upfront about it than some people are. There are uh, quite a few people on the radio in Buffalo who uh, who do not live in Buffalo, pardon me, in Buffalo, and haven't for quite some time. And, you know, in your life, you go through many, many phases. You go through a phase of being a student and learning and going to school. Uh, you will then possibly go through a phase of getting married, having children, having the responsibility of children, wanting to guarantee them some continuity uh, in life, I mean, I know there are a lot of army brats who listen to this show, and some of them enjoyed the experience. Others wish they'd had a more stable, anchored upbringing. It really depends on the individual. But 
Some people want their kids to have known their grandparents. But then you get to another point in life where you become the caregiver to your parent. And you, like my opinion is that it is my responsibility. And it's certainly one that I'm not going to shirk or shy away from. Um, At the same time, I will tell you that when that is no longer a part of my life, I just don't see any point in hanging out in New York State, the politics of which I really don't like, the taxation of which I really don't like. And mark my words, because I'll be dead by then, but in 30 years, anybody who makes any money in New York State will have long since moved out of New York State, and the only revenue or most of the revenue the state gets will be generous donations from GoFundMe. Now, it'll be generous donations from the taxpayers of the United States because New York State will have taxed the productive, wage-earning, income-tax-paying citizen into extinction because just like Rush Limbaugh and just like Tom Golisano, um, why live in a place where... Every time you get paid such a large percentage of what you earn for yourself and your family, you don't even get to see. Or if you get to see it, it is sucked out with that envelope you receive every year uh, about your property taxes and your school taxes and your village taxes, as the case may be. There, There comes a point where you say, what kind of a sucker am I? And frankly... And I know it's not popular to say this. Right now, I'm feeling like a total sucker. Like, why? Why? Why am I here? I'm not. Am I? Am I really working for myself, or am I working for a bunch of people I don't even know from Venezuela who are trashing local hotels and making them look uh, very, um, shall we say, rubbishy? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.